For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello and welcome to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0 and today is electric. Today is incredible. We dive deep with a very impressive impressionist. Say that 10 times. That's what I'm talking about. Today is a day where you're going to learn a lot about a lot of your favorite things. You're going to laugh. You're going to be inspired and you're going to learn. Ain't that right, Zeke? Oh, yeah. Zeke, did you learn anything today? I learned a lot, actually. Not how to speak, though. (laughs) I did not. Or read. We'll find that out later. Another Zito ad reads coming right up. Can we cancel another company's ads <laughs> at the end of this show? We're excited for you. We're so thankful for you. And also thankful for our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket buying platform on planet Earth and the moon. The, the moon. Tickities. I love everything about SeatGeek because they scan all the other ticket buying platforms and make sure you're getting the best tickets at the best prices for the best humans, and that's you. Right now, you use promo code PAT, you get $10 off your first order. You use promo code McAfee, get $20 off your first order. Wow. wow. So have a little self-awareness. If you're rich, let's go with the $10 off so they keep paying us for both. If you're not rich yet, use the McAfee, $20 off your first order. A lot of people tweeting us saying they go to the Western Conference Finals. Shout out SeatGeek. Thank you, SeatGeek. Go to a baseball game. Thank you, SeatGeek. Shout out SeatGeek. Go to a comedy show. Go to a theater. Keep tweeting us. Keep tweeting SeatGeek so they keep the money flowing into the buildings here. Mm-hmm. All the monies Please. from the SeatGeeks because they're a great company and we're very lucky to work with them. Also, if you're going to sleep tonight and you lay on that bed and you're like, this bed ain't scratching me where I itch. Mm. Don't do it. This bed ain't tickling me where my taint is. Ain't cutting me. bed. This bed ain't picking up what I'm laying down. This bed sucks. This bed needs to take it easy. You need to go to lisa.com forward slash McAfee. Lisa is a incredible company that innovated the mattress business by delivering the best mattress you've ever slept on in your entire life right to your doorstep. No creepy mattress salesman, no creepy humans rolling around in the bed before you get to the bed to test out the bed to see if it's comfortable enough for you to buy and take home. Oh, I'm laying down. Am I comfortable? I don't know. There's a weird guy staring at me while I'm sitting here. There's people walking by. Is there a child here? Oh, that child just puked and spit on itself. Oh, this bed feels comfortable i'm a bite i'm not gonna get it for fucking four weeks not with lisa lisa you buy the mattress they've already tested it out research shows that the lisa mattress is comfortable as fuck ain't that right oh yeah so it's comfy. unbelievable that's kind of what the research says yes and right now you get 15 percent off a lisa hybrid mattress plus two free pillows that ain't nothing to sneeze at ty no it's the not tr- the brid mattress hybrid yeah the, the brid Oh, you just call it the Brig? Uh, yeah, yeah. The bread, bread. Well, get high on your hybrid mattress <laughs> and you get two free pillows at lisa.com forward slash McAfee. You order it online, you get 15% off, and it shows up right at your doorstep. How's it show up at your doorstep, you ask? Great question. It's in a box. I don't want my mattress in a box. Yes, you do. Let me tell you why. You move that box right to your bedroom, <laughs> you unbox it, and in less than three minutes, that thing is a full-size mattress, more comfortable than the mattress you're sleeping on right now. Lisa.com forward slash McAfee, a company that wants to leave the world a better place and make you sleep better. Quick little backstory before we get into this. As soon as Frank Caliendo walked in the door, I said, hey, I want to let you know I hate you a little bit. 
Okay. Last time you came in this office, you talked down to me for 25 minutes, made me feel like a little punk, but I'm excited for our relationship to get back on the right path. He's going to refer to that a couple of times because he thinks I came at him a little strong as soon as he walked in the building. He's probably right, but this is about to be a magical journey that we're about to take with Frank Caliendo, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us now is one of the most talented individuals on all of planet Earth. You've heard his voices, his impressions on Fox Sports ESPN, and now you can hear him on a stage coming to a town near you. Tonight he's in Chicago. Tomorrow night, two shows in Niagara Falls at the casino. Then the list goes on and on. Check it all out at frankcaliendo.com, one of the most talented humans on Earth. Ladies and gentlemen, the short in stature, large-brained, great-mouth-having, Frank Caliendo. I'm excited you're here. You're one of the best impressionists of all time. I've given that is. Have you really? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I still see you kicking on Instagram and stuff like that. You thinking still about it? Leave you, the options on the table. Yeah, you know why I mean? not? You, no, I, I am. I still, I absolutely, a hundred percent do that because it's what I'm known for. And it's the only way I seem to be able to make money. But there's a reality <laughs> to it that is. Uh, I'm trying to do some other stuff, and <laughs> that's probably why I was a jerk when I walked in. But it's just to, you know, just to have an element to me yeah. and be something different. Uh, but yeah, I found I found that for me uh, that I'm so known in that world, the, the entertainment world, as the guy who does the voices. No matter what I do, and may I would like to see if that's anything like that for you. I, I don't know if it would be, but anywhere I go, they want me to be the guy who does the voices. Yeah, it get but, annoying, I bet. But well, I mean, it's that, and it's I want to try and do something else. I want something to be part of that. I don't mind doing it, but it's like if you're going to audition for a movie. You don't want to go in the audition and they spend five minutes Hey, can you do some John Madden? He's not even in the game anymore, guys. So when you, uh, but nobody, I'm, this is, it sounds like a bit, but nobody's going to ask you to kick when you go in somewhere. Yeah. Somebody's like, they don't. They, That's not really a wanted thing either. Like, hey, will you come kick some shit for us? That's not really something you can do. But I can see how that could become something where you get annoyed about because I feel like you probably feel like you have a much broader portfolio of talents than just. I question it at times, honestly. I do because I think there are certain things that I'm better at and things that I've honed and it's really hard when I go up on stage and so, like a tour I did last summer was all about basically for the first 20 30 minutes not doing the impressions and you could just it was like you've done comedy you know what it's like have you ever opened for a band no so when you open for a band they're there to see the band so mentally they're in and it's not even like opening up for another comedian it's like hey we want to sing along we're looking for songs mm. we know and that they're in the wrong mentality that but th that focus is going hey let's sing let's let's hear songs we know you go up and do comedy beforehand it's like what you're in a, to try and get them into that first because they don't even know you're going to be there so for me it's almost like opening for myself and I'm the band what do you do do you do like an impression of a musician there and just sing a couple sing-alongs with them like Tom Petty uh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't actually do the singing impression, but it's more, it's, it's more that I go in there and do, and maybe I'm not following your line of thought, but you can bring me back on. Yeah, you it's, got it. it's, uh, but I will go on and I'll do just some stand up and talk a little bit, but you can feel him going. When's, when's, when's the voice is going to start? Well, that's like Todd. So Todd is a retired police officer and he has yeah. some really good cop stories, but he's been telling them for like 10 years. Right. And I think he's gotten sick of telling them, but yeah. every time he goes on stage, all you hear people talk about is like, Hey, tell us a story about the guy that was fucking the chicken. You know, like he kind of gets sick of it, but right. it's a crowd pleaser. How do you balance that kind of, you just of have to go out there and do it. I, I've done it both ways. What I'm doing now is doing some of the impression stuff first that people, 
Here's the other difficult. This is what kills me is I'll do new things with a voice that they know. And the people will be like, that's not new. I'm like, no, I just did. Seinfeld doesn't change his voice. He's not. <laughs> like, I have to change my voice to change the jokes. I can't do some Trump stuff and like have new Trump stuff. They're like, it's just new. It's just more Trump. Well, I, again, if it was just me telling jokes, it would be just me telling the jokes. I don't have to switch anything up. Any new voices? Uh I mean, there's little ones. I've been working on a bunch of Avengers stuff because I've been doing that comic oh, book okay. podcast and stuff go. like that. Yeah, I, they're all the beginnings. Uh, the Robert Downey Jr., of course. Do me a favor. Enjoy yourself. He's like, <laughs> I uh, great job over there. Uh, but he does that, like the bit I talk about. It's hard to do more with it, but it's you guys got it because you're in the know. But you go into an audience and they don't even know who Robert Downey Jr. is to start with. You, yeah. uh, they, you say, oh, Robert Downey Jr., they're like, uh, Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark, I got it. <laughs> they're like that's a fictional character you don't even know who the real person is then I was working on like a Chris Hemsworth because I visually look so much like him yeah yeah uh, <laughs> very similar but just coming coming from and uh, this is another thing a kind of a bit I'll workshop it with you the uh, the bit where I've been coming from we know him as Thor that's where everybody's saying that Loki my brother <laughs> That, that right there. But he's Hulk Hogan. He's going to be Hulk Hogan in that movie. Oh, yes. So that audition must have been crazy. They're like, all right, uh, Chris Hemsworth, take one. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> no, maybe go a little more rough around the edge. Okay, no, I've got this. Um, uh, let me tell you something. That's no, not quite it. No, I've got it in me. Let me tell you something, brother. Oh, there oh, it is. That, that was it. There was it. Okay, let, 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 let me tell you something, brother. You're going to train. Say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. You had it. Go back to that. That would have been <laughs> Is that and for some reason I was just working on a Chris. Uh, anytime you say Chris, it's going to be some Avenger, right? But uh, Captain America, let's <laughs> Evans, Chris Evans, and it comes from. I find a line that I say over and over and over, and the line I've been saying over and over is that that is America's ass. Like, <laughs> like he's just got that. He's got that tough guy, cool thing. I've down. never seen any of them. No, that's cool. This you, is they, right but, over my head. But they're right on, and the guys. Are yeah, laughing. yeah. The guy that knows knows. So uh, the oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're is, get they're getting there. Yeah. So it's. It's uh, yeah. It's I do know, and maybe I said this last time. I see Tyson. I think zero zero seven three seven three five nine six three. So mm-hmm. that's always. And now you got a guy who does the Gruden over there, man. Who does? Yeah, man. I tell you what, I hear you doing some stuff. <laughs> that's some good stuff. Hey, right we there. got a Lou Holtz in the building now. Oh, really? Oh, do we? Oh, somebody told me that that your Lou Holtz guy is way better than me. We have a good Lou Holtz <laughs> okay. guy. I don't know if he's better than anybody. I just know that we. I don't he, care when when he starts speaking. We have Lou Holtz in the room. Le, where where let me see. <clears throat> hey, that's a good football team. Listen, I had one thing at the University of Notre Dame. Okay, <laughs> here's what I'm telling you. At the end of the day, we're a good football team. <laughs> there it is. That's <laughs> more realistic than mine. Mine is because that's just kind of guy. He's just gone way over the top. I do Game of Thrones. Do you know that one? Oh, you know uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a I big do... time thrower. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm in the throning Twitter community. I do Lou Holtz watching Game of Thrones doing the theme. Who's going to end up on the Iron Throne? We're going to find out in about a week. Weekday. Weekday. <laughs> 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 
upstairs, they lay on the stairs, and think I hate to be a spoiler, but she probably didn't understand what I just said, and let me tell you this, a Lannister always pays his decision. The Night King wouldn't have scared me, we would have just said something together and gone at it. That's how you play, you play the game the way it's supposed to be played. <laughs> so you got to get into like the psychology of these characters. Like Lou Holtz is very much a man that's just like a, in reference to a ping pong player, which you are an incredible one. His brain just bounces back and forth, and then he gets back on topic. Whenever you're doing these impressions, you got to really dive into like. The I think psychology. there's something with that where I can just. I call it a take, and when you get the take on the person, you can start to think almost the way they think. It's it's an interesting. I think it's Gruden. You do it with you do a great you do, you you've been able to adapt into John Gruden. It feels like you. Yeah, and well, I went and talked to the team last year, man. Hey, man, that was a good team. They sucked. <laughs> no, we're a good team, man. <laughs> so I go. They I get a text. Think you want to come talk to the team? They're at Arizona last year, and I go in and I said, "Does John does John swear or anything like that before?" And you guys swear all the time on this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I go. They're like, "No, nah, he doesn't really swear a lot." And then I go in and he's like, "We're gonna fucking take these guys down." <laughs> it's just f and f. It's just all over. And I'm like, "Okay, I can say whatever I want. There's gonna be no issues here." So then I I'm in there for a little bit and I I go uh, or, or I'm waiting. They have me waiting on the side. Gruden's doing a little bit of a pep talk, and you can feel the guy. You know, you, I you probably been in that situation in your life. You know, you're you're working your teams struggling to get through the season i come in they're like what the hell is this guy i'm like i'll tell you what man we're gonna get out there and we're gonna win this fucking game <laughs> and you can see the team like holy shit are we really is did this guy come in I'm like Derek carr man take a look at you got your trapper keeper right there man. <laughs> you're taking notes man that's what quarterbacks do you guys uh get ready you're taking notes you know it really takes a lot of notes peyton manning took a lot of notes, man. <laughs> tell you what you know where he took him up here man <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you got in the front of that trapper keeper? My little pony? I tell you what, man. <laughs> so I'm, Did I'm the just, room laugh? Oh, yeah. They're oh, going, they're going crazy. Gruden's on the side, and he's oh. like, all right, do somebody else now, man. <laughs> I'm like, no, man, you brought me in, and I'm scared to death. These guys are huge. That fucking ring that you had, the John Gruden oh, Super yeah. Bowl ring, Did you do you wear that every time you go into that character? Most of the time. Oh. Like, whenever I do it in the, like, uh, you know, in the makeup and in the wig thing. So that's that sells it, and that's the big, you know, it's a big jokey Hell prop, yeah. and it's, it's heat. I mean, he started messing around with that in commercials, too. He was knocking on the... Uh, the Hooters. Yeah. Is that what it was, the Hooters? Yeah, I think it was the Hooters, when uh, he knocking on the table when he was yeah. at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Frank, what's that dude's name, who's the House of Cards? Uh, oh, uh, terrible Frank guy. Underwood. Terrible guy. Terrible guy. Let's make sure it is understood there. I think he's Let's a terrible guy. Let's make sure you're not on his side. <laughs> <laughs> That's I said that about, uh, what's what's his name? I can't, Kevin Spacey. Is yeah. That, like, yeah. I, I, you, you used to be able to, I could say names. Shh. Now you can't even say the names. Like 10 years ago, I, I'll talk about this in my activities. Like 10 years ago, you'd say, I'd say the name Bill Cosby and everybody in the room's like, I hope he's going to do Bill Cosby. You say the name Bill Cosby, like, oh, I hope he doesn't do Bill Cosby. <laughs> like, Kevin Spacey, don't worry, I'm not going to touch it, which is probably what he should uh, say. So, fine. We're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> would you really, you wouldn't edit that out. No, no thank I didn't think you really would, but it's funny that you would even, like the things to think about what you might edit out. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Ty has to stay up all night just like kind of 
raking through conversations. Like, okay, what's going to make somebody look bad? What's not going to yeah, make somebody look bad? I mean, I don't think there's anything anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I see things come out in the news about people, and you're like, no, oh, that's not really what was meant there. And you're watching going. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the out-of-context world. Listen, I called. I, okay, so this happened to me last week, two weeks ago. In, in the draft, during the, before the draft, I'm calling Steve Kime. And I'm calling him. I'm friends with Steve Kime. I coached his kids, a, a GM of the Cardinals. And I'm calling him up, and I'm leaving him messages as John Grimm. I'm like, I'll tell you what, man. I've been... <laughs> I've been listening to some local sports radio. Right there, you know that it's a joke, right? Like I've been listening to some local sports radio, and I got some ideas uh, for some trades. So how about uh, how about at number one, you take uh, Joey Bosa? Now we're talking. Then at number four, I take Kyler Murray. I'll tell you why, because I want Joey Bosa. You want Kyler Murray. They're not going to be in their respective spots. I give you a 27 to go with that number one. My n- former number four with your number one is switching. Josh Rosen, well, he's a good kid, man. He'll find some place to be. But I'll tell you what, we'll care about that later. It's a good trade for you. It's a good trade for me. I love this deal, man. <laughs> so it's obvious that I that it's a joke and it's called from my own phone, right? Yahoo runs with it. Yes. The saying that I almost changed the draft. It wasn't even close to it. I also called him as uh, Jay Glazer, and I was like, You're not going to fucking. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> there's, there's no fucking way. Wait, wait a second. You're fucking telling me that you're going to make a trade with, 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 with John Gruden? Steve. That was a fucking stupid thing I've never heard in my life. I never, why would somebody trade number one for number four? And you know you're going to end up The number 27 is not going to make a big difference. It, it just, it hey, by the way, I'm on my way to work out. You want to go work out with me? What I like to do is work out on my way to work out. You know, work out on my way to work out. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. And, and let me tell you this. It's important that you guys are listening to this. Demi Lovato knocked out my tooth, went viral. Anybody hear about that? So then I call him up. As Schefter and said, hey, Steve, it's me, Adam Schefter. I was just wondering if there's a possibility that you could give me a call as well. You've been talking to Rappaport. You've been talking to Glazer. I just want you to know my phone is still here. You have the number because I called you. You have caller ID and everything's going to be fine. If you don't get back to me, I'm not sure where our relationship is. But I believe we're truly friends. Thanks a lot. Once again. This is Adam Schefter, <laughs> a good friend of yours. You have the number, and just give me any information you might have. Appreciate uh, it. Well, by the way, we're doing the draft. <laughs> Steve Kime also got a call from Dorsey while he's on the clock, so this dude is just getting assaulted. <laughs> well, this I called. I called him way before. I'm, this is, oh, I wish this was all draft. No, night. Steve Kime just sitting there with his big ass head, just sweating <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Because Steve, what, I didn't talk to Steve. Like it was way before, oh. and like I didn't hear from him for once. It got important. I'm not. Uh, there's no way I'm talking to him. But then, but it was it was pretty surreal that people were taking this stuff out of context and like using his quotes in my hosts because I I did Dan Patrick's show that day and he called into Dan Patrick. And I thought there's no way that he would ever do that that day because we'd set it up weeks ago and he's getting killed about the draft and stuff like that. So people are going after him and I'm like, there's no way Steve's calling in the next day. And they, they're, the, the producer's like, yeah, he's calling in. I'm like, you're kidding me. He, he's that good of a friend that he would really do that? All right, cool. So then we talked a little bit. We talked about how he's joking with him and stuff like that. And then people took quotes out of context and oh, merged them together and made it look... In Arizona, like in Phoenix, people were like, okay, you know, you almost changed the draft. They'd be like, hey, grow up, man. You want great calls. 
who are you? Is this Crank Yankers? That went off years ago, dude. Like, no, that's not even what it was. Nobody thought this was real. It was a complete fake until fake news. <laughs> what in the earth was going on? I, I'd never been in something like that. Like, that was that much off that's of awesome. what it was. 2019 is an incredible time to be alive, man. It's an incredible time to be alive. It, do you like it or do you get, I mean, because there's great stuff about it, but it's also scary. I literally live in my own bubble here. I literally live in my own bubble here. Yeah. If it's not inside my world, yeah, I don't really know Here's part much. of the deal, though, and this is something that you've done, and I think uh, like a person like Charles Barkley has done, and uh, there are certain people who come up, and as, Charles Barkley, I may have talked about Hilarious, by the way. Right, Barkley. very funny, because yeah, yeah. he's honest and yeah, truthful. Yeah. Yep. He's, he comes from truth, and that's what I think is really great. But he, years ago, when he was in the NBA, said, I am not a role model. Then he went out and constantly proved it. And that's, <laughs> right? And you set up your character. And once you have that character, that's kind of what the, the super Trump people love about Trump is like, I am what I am, and you're going to deal with it because I'm fantastic. And you're like, well, I don't, is that really what you he just He cuts said? a promo, like a wrestling promo, every single day. And that's, all, that's all it is, it's right? Incredible. And I don't care what people on the political spectrum, whatever, but it's just, it's, You've set up who this guy. It's a character, and I've done sketches with him, and that's the part that what, what scares me personally. It's like I've seen behind the scenes, like he's like, "Oh, don't pay any attention to that." Like, really, <laughs> this is way before he was president. Like ten years ago, I did a sketch with him. I'm like, "Wait a second, you're just." He's like, "Okay, watch when we go on." It's like all of a sudden he starts changing into this guy. Like beforehand, he's like, "Is this okay? Does this seem all right?" And like he's doing all that kind of stuff, and then he gets on. He's like, "We are going to make sure." <laughs> Like, that's not even the same person. And I said, I heard you talking about, this is, this was actually, this was the conversation. This is, again, 10 years ago, nothing to do with recently. But I said, I heard you talk about Chinese guy. Don't pay attention to that. <laughs> I think he's still living in that world. I just spit, I, Lou Holtz, did you see that? That's for you, garbage. <laughs> Yeah, that is a really great Lou Holtz. That's a, one, of the things that, one of the things I found with the impressions, too, is that I don't always try to nail... Listen, there are people that are better than them at me, too, better than them than I am. Uh, than quite a few of them. So a lot of... T yeah, I know. It's going to work through <laughs> no. the math. I saw you. I thought you did that like you were trying to walk off a kick right there. Uh, how much space do I have? Okay, there's my steps. Uh, how fast is this guy coming at me? So... Uh, well, I don't even remember what it was. I got another football reference, tied it into you, and lost my own. No, time. you were saying that oh, there's so people make, that are better at them than yeah, you. Yeah, but. and I, I make them more cartoony. So if you make them cartoony, it's your own thing, and it's not the the, the dead on impersonation anymore. It's the impression which you can do a lot more with. You create the goofy character, like Will Sasso did on Mad TV with the uh, Kenny Rogers, with the Kenny Rogers, uh, just Steve Austin too. Oh, yeah, yeah. so good. I mean, it's just stuff that that. I think you're selling yourself short, by the way, though. I think, no, I'm, I'm it's. <laughs> no, I, that was not a short trip no, because you are incredibly <laughs> short. But I was saying, like, I think you are selling yourself short right now. I, I think you're a legit impressionist. I'm decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm no, good. you're not decent. You spent a lot of, of hours. I'm one of the best. <laughs> if not, I'm the best, the number the one. On. Incredible. Where's my camera? Let me look directly into it and peer through. Actually, if I look at you directly, your 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 digital technology is going to turn to stone. I had to think about what it is. <laughs> I was going to say film, and I'm like, there's no. Do you think some people have enhanced their characters on TV because of impressionists like you? For instance, Stephen A. Smith has dialed 
hit Stephen A. Smith up to 200. Last night I saw a selfie video of him on Instagram after the Knicks didn't get the pick, and it was just him being an impression of himself almost, and it was hilarious in my head, but I'm like, I do feel you, like impressionist. Is, do you, like, you think he's trying to make himself seem like he is that guy? Because I'm with you. Some of these guys are so cartoony now. That's what I'm saying. I think it's because it, of your guys' fault, like impressionist Maybe. Fault. I just... I. Or it's the what do you get seven yeah. ten million dollars ten million a year. It's yeah. like I have to say <laughs> that this is the new ten million dollar me. <laughs> I remember him years ago in an elevator saying, "Frank, whatever you do, all the impressions and impersonations and whatnot, do me a favor, don't ever ever do me." <laughs> I was like, it can really pay off. I don't care. <laughs> And I remember then. He, then he, that was while he was down. He wasn't even at ESPN at the time. Remember, he had frankly speaking or whatever. He had that no. show. He had a show at ESPN called Quite Frankly or Frankly Speaking or something like that. And then he was off at ESPN for a while. He was gone from the network, and he actually was doing some things over at Fox Sports for a little bit. And then he came back at ESPN. They paired him with uh, on first Skip. take with Skip Bayless. And then it took off. It, you know, cold pizza all those years was there. Oh, boy. Nobody cared. And then all of a sudden they embraced debate. It was incredible. And it works. I mean. Uh, They've run with that that embrace debate thing really hard. Yeah. And I I don't know. I don't Every know. show. Every yeah. show. Yeah. 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 Like, do you ever. Half the time I don't. I watch a lot of these shows. And I, I do. And I. I just don't – it's the exact opposite of what I was talking about with Charles Barkley and the debate shows. I just can't believe certain people have some of these takes where, where they're like, you know, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win 25 games this year. <laughs> you can win the Super Bowl and you haven't played that many. Explain to me, how's that counting preseason and, and uh, scrimmages? What is that? Like how can that – that doesn't even work out mathematically. It moves the needle though, they say. I guess I I just don't know I, I I'm are you still with ESPN? Uh no nah, no nah, I mean I've they've asked me to do some certain things but it, when last year they asked me to do a couple things and I was always like a independent contractor type like I had a contract to do a certain amount of stuff and most of the time they actually wanted me to do more and I'm like it's just, I don't have enough to do more in this world there's only you know I don't want to do six Adam Schefter sketches just to fill it because once you've done a couple. It just feels like it's there. Well, especially as a creative human, you kind of get bored, I would assume. You yeah, get I mean, it's, it goes, kind of goes along with everything I've been talking about. I don't mind going back and doing it. If something is interesting and timely, I'll go and throw it. You know, If they want me to do a Bill Belichick or something, I'll go and mumble for a couple seconds. <laughs> it's, and that's really all it is. It's the makeup and the, the, the look like I don't want to be there. That's what the fun part of it is. What are you going to do? Why don't you write a TV show or something? I feel like your I brain, haven't. you have so many ideas and characters. Like I feel like writing a sitcom or something like that seems yeah, like the way. I, yeah, I, I I had a deal a couple of years ago to, to do this again. It was, was going to get made, and then some. There was a bunch of like all of a sudden they wanted to change everything at the last second. Oh, okay. I'm like, and th they wanted to. They were, we're like a month away from actually shooting it. Oh, was yeah, getting, yeah. and I'm like, I, you're changing. I can't. Yeah. I can't change everything. Well, they hired you to write something, and then they'll you make me it with somebody else. And the guy, the guy was a great writer, but then all of a sudden they're like, well, we don't have the budget for this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, <laughs> we had six months to do that. I don't oh, want to do it right. two weeks before, and then because it was my like it was my life. I was like, I don't want to put my life out there and have it just suck so bad. How did you yeah. get here? How did I get? How did you become an impro Were you a regular, I don't want to say regular comedian, but were you uh, just- A real comedian? Like a topical say? comedian and uh, then no, story I started, and then I started doing up the, I started doing the, the impressions from the very beginning. I went to school for broadcast journalism. 
And I was like, eh, I think this impression thing could pay off. And nobody was really doing them at the time. And now you go on YouTube and there's, you know, 50 people, a thousand people doing just. But what, what they don't do is they'll do these great voices and then they don't have any context for them or where does it go? What's the, what's the material for it? Um, so I, I just started getting up on stage and there was nobody. I, I, How old? Uh, just graduated from college. So 22, 20, 22. Where did you go to college? University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Let's go. Yeah. Good times out there in Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, I, but I, you know, I, I don't know if you know, but I don't, I don't even drink or anything. So to go ever? to Wisconsin, never, I've never been drunk. In your entire really? life? Are you yeah. a Mormon? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, it's not. People, that's one of the things always people say, is, is it religious? I'm like, no, I just have this real crazy thing about power over myself, I guess. It's Genius, like I like to be in control. As if I, and I do think there are times where there is a piece of me that wishes I could have let loose, but I am such an addictive personality then I'm like, I could never come back from that. I'd be gone. Do you gamble like tomorrow night? No, because if I did, I would be in trouble. Well, and I really like money. Do you that's think a- if you were drinking one night and just got like blackout drunk, like the voices and the personalities would just take over? No, I, I don't think oh, it's so that. Great question. I, I don't think it's so much that. I mean, which would be probably an incredible bit. Um, <laughs> but we could do, you know, the Frank on LSD uh, <laughs> um, instead of LDS, which is what. Uh, <laughs> So uh, I got a million. I got a million letter switch jokes. Uh, it's more that I would. Uh, I would. I just keep drinking. I don't think I'd stop. I just know I have a lot of alcoholics in my family and stuff like that. So I'm. I was one of those kids who was responsible at like nine. Yeah. So I've. I've been like. Do you have any brothers and sisters? Two older. Uh, two younger. So oh. I'm the oldest. My my brother Rico, yeah, Rico Rico Caliendo. Oh he, Jesus, wow. love it. He, he does the books. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a joke. And, uh, and so it's Frankie, Rico, and Terry. I don't know, <laughs> which doesn't really fit with the other ones. But yeah, the, so it's the three of us, three boys, and. Uh, yeah, and none of us look. We're all blonde. None of us really look that Italian. Uh, so it's it's it throws people off. So what's next for you? You do stand up. You got a lot of shows. FrankCaliendo.com. I just saw a lot of shows on deck tonight in Chicago. This is during tomorrow. Tonight in Chicago, Niagara Falls, and I think you're working Monday too. Like you're doing a lot of shows right now. Are you- uh, well, I'm doing a lot of. Uh, there are a lot of workshopping type shows. So they're half doing the stand up, half we're just working things out. Uh, I've gone away from doing theaters right now. Uh, because that you have to do that prepare. I feel like it's got to be a more prepared show, at least for the audience that's coming to see me. Got it. Uh, and I, I like the club shows way better. I can go in, you charge a little bit less for the ticket. I goof around. Uh, I'll meet people after shows and stuff like that a lot of the time. And just, it's me learning and trying to do, I mean, you give me the opportunity. Like, you, you come in, you go, it's not even shtick. It's like we just go back and forth. It's like, People being people. Yep. I can't. A lot of places I go to, and I can't. They're like, okay, now we're going to do some promotion for your show, and uh, what do you need me to set up the John Groot? Just talk to me. Yeah, yeah. Just talk to me. Let me be a human being. I'll make it happen. I've done this before. I'm not like the local carny act who needs to be set up for the. <laughs> Speaking of carny, there was a guy that did three murders in 18 days. I want to let you know what you just said though is why I started doing stand up comedy because I was in there with Bob and Tom, 
and a bunch of comedians that were making a lot of money were coming in, uh-huh. and they had their punchlines written out, and they were giving lines to Tom Griswold to feed them. Right. And then during the break, I would talk to them, and they were fun. I was like, these motherfuckers aren't funny at all. And Bob Bob uh, Kavoyan was like, well, why don't you go do stand up then? I was like, I will. I did. A I remember sh- talking to you on the radio that one time. Yeah, I did a show a month later, and I was like, ah, shit's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Well, you have per- you, you listen again. You you kind of hit it when you were mocking me a little bit at the beginning, <laughs> which was deserved it, but <laughs> not not really. But I want to get on your good one thousand percent deserved. Uh, That's for everybody that you've walked into a room and been a dick to, by the yeah. way. <laughs> but it was faux dick. Yeah, no. <laughs> Felt like a real day. That was from Frank. That wasn't wait, from no, Stephen wait. A. Smith no, or Gruden or Madden or anybody uh, like that. No, uh, but <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm scared. Why am I <laughs> like you're the scariest punter ever? I know you. That's kind of, I know you. Like, yeah. it, it, yeah, that's yeah. part of the. Well, maybe uh, what's his name? Uh, nope. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. Just you. <laughs> Just you. Yep. Yes. Yes, you, sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I was gonna say you don't even drink like a monster. You drink an extraterrestrial. Oh so. no! Hey, this is uh, you have no idea about this thing. I've been trying to get sponsored by these people, and oh, I, that's why I was worried. I was worried I shouldn't even have said monster, but it's like, well, you can say monster. Yeah. Right? Who we, are they? We, this is Bang, and uh, I'm on a keto diet, and this has no carbs. And the human, uh, no free ads, by the way. The human that is CEO of this company, I followed him on the Instagram, sent him a message. Yeah. I was like, yo, I get banged up every day. There's no carbs in there. I love the way it tastes. Let's go. You jacked me up for like 25, 30 minutes. I, I love everything you're doing. Hasn't messaged me back. Nick told me if I had some tits, he would. So now we're going to go with the Snapchat filter, make me a woman, send him a photo, get some free bang. That's oh, what there you do. go. Yep, see what we're going to do? We're going to work yeah, it. Frank. You're an influencer. You're, That's what I said. I I, I take a look. I, I I look at all your stuff, and it's, it's a lot of work. You're, yeah, you do do. I'm, I just start. Last time I was in here, and this is what I didn't bring up before. I said there's stuff I want to bring up on the podcast. Remember last time I came in? I, you probably don't remember. I do but, remember. You but said I was you were like, going to start working on social media. I was trying to work on. I, Twitter's always been decent, but I started working on Instagram, and I remember coming in here. Can somebody show me what button to press to take the picture? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were, you had a stage. Yeah. Photo. <laughs> I do remember. But I saw you start to work on social media, I'm and then you quit. No, 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 no. Yeah, you kind of disappeared a little bit. Well, you were getting I, into it, and then you disappeared. On Twitter, I did, and oh, okay. So when I was in here, yeah, and I just, I thought, where's this going? Um, but it, obviously, you just have to be a part of it. I would go into rooms with network executives, and they're like, uh, your Instagram following is only, you know, 15,000 at the time, or 18,000. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not good at it. Well, you better get good at it, because that's what we can Well, they about. use it against me, though. So really? I'm, I'm called the internet guy by a lot of these executives. So it's like, I, I think they just, they don't know what they Okay, want. so you're dealing with the same thing. I'm dealing with the impressions. Is there, you're, I, I think, I'll tell you this. And there's somebody I'm actually going to talk to about you uh, because they, 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 I met this guy, did a podcast. It hasn't come out yet. Do you, do you, do you care if I talk about no, that? No. His name's Ed Milet. Oh, I know Ed Milet, Ed, big monster yeah, guy. Ed, yeah, he shoots on the beach every day, and he's like jacked up. Yeah, and he's the real deal. And I love his, that guy. He is fantastic, and he's one of those guys. I didn't know going into it what to expect because the, his first guest on his podcast was Tony Robbins. That was his first, and Tony Robbins has said something like he's the best speaker I've ever seen. That's coming from Tony Robbins. And some there's some story. I'm probably getting it partially wrong. But you know, you, you you go in and you meet some of these people, and you're like, "This is going to be snake oil salesman and stuff." Like he was the real deal. I'm in I'm in his house, and uh, that's where he shoots in his house on the beach in California. Oh, yeah. And it's everything you see on that Instagram. You're like, "Holy! Sh- this is I don't know. I bleep myself out. It's just uh, very nice of you. But, to do uh, that. Yeah, Thank you. So our but, FCC standards. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, it's a reflex. <laughs> no, you're a you're a you're a seasoned professional. Seasoned no, prof- I'm trying to become more like you fuckers. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Can you cut that out? <laughs> there is. I mean it. Uh, no, but I went. I went. I went there, and he he did something on Instagram. He's got a million followers. He got that like in three. And I felt so bad. I'm gonna do it to you too. But I felt so bad. I'm like, hey, can you do some Instagram thing with me? And he did. And I gained literally 3,500 followers from his story in an hour. I was like, just from doing some Morgan Freeman thing that I've done a million times, but it was in... New audience. And it was new audience, and with his like his content, Yeah, and I, I'd followed him and watched some of his Max Out stuff, and I'm like, holy, this is unbelievable. Well, you gotta remember, the internet is much more personable, right? So it's like you have a friendship with the followers, so that's yeah. why you have to be active. So whenever you dip your toe in and then get out, your followers don't really want to... I think, yeah, and that's part of what my problem was, <clears throat> yeah. is I wasn't doing it for real. And I, Although I have a problem with, I don't know how you do this, but I, I start to get into it, and I said, I'm just, this is my whole life. All I do is care oh, yeah. about taking pictures. It's tough. And it's, it's very difficult. It, it, it's time consuming as shit, but it's worth it whenever you get a following that feels yeah. as if they're with and you. I, so, and I think, have you talked to Al, you know Al Jackson, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I heard Al, you guys are starting a podcast. Yeah, by we, the way. we've been doing it for a little bit. Let's uh, go. At, uh, at Al um, and Frank uh, on Twitter and Instagram, but Al and Frank dot com can get you there Good but luck. we call it alan frank Good try luck. to be serious yeah i was trying to, to, to work it in semi-naturally <laughs> you did great uh no Season you, better. you, you yeah. knew what it was uh it was there was nothing hiding any of that <laughs> there there was oh, a, we have a new podcast that, that, that was a drug test i didn't prep for uh so it's I've, i have actually had to do that. i know i know yeah. that's how, I don't I don't know. no not me but i've tied it into the show i was trying to you. Try to be aware a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, we, what we try to do is actually try and take uh, on that podcast is we try to take political issues and talk about them as if we weren't any had no politics at all and just have discussions. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where, hey, one of these uh, it's always two they, things are always p- pitched at us as two sides. I'm like, there's way more than two sides. There's, oh, yeah. And there's you could be somebody who's conservative and actually have some liberal views and somebody liberal has some conservative views. But nobody looks at it like you're either this or this and like, no way. Well, it's if you this, then you this, this, this and this right. as well. That's how everybody wants to be labeled. That's just not how it works. And that's that nobody's like that. But in the political world, whenever you start getting in there, you're you're asking I don't want to tell you anything you probably haven't already figured out, but when you throw yourself into a political conversation, you're literally asking for at least 50% of the people to hate you. Right, but that's why that's what we try to do in there. We try to go at it with no politics. And you still get angry Yeah, but you got to remember, like, look what we talked about earlier when people take quotes out of context. Right. I mean, and it's I, just you're... Yeah, you're, you're and our going, podcast isn't big enough to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll bleep out that plug earlier. <laughs> no, I, no, I, no I, that's why I'm here is to do that plug. That's the main... That and Instagram are the two main reasons. You think I'm here to to look at your guns? Uh, By the way, I've been working on them. You, uh, no, you're doing... I, I Listen, I, this is the weird thing, too, is uh, you go in and you see somebody you're like... I'm uh, you. You're pretty fairly jacked last time, but you even seem even more jacked. You Thanks. seem uh, leaner. Oh, I appreciate is that, that. Is that it? Keto, man. Keto. That's uh, no carbs, man. I yeah. mean, I had some Oreos late last night because I did a big cardio session. So I kind of <laughs> fucked it up, but that's why this bang thing is uh, is really good. There's no carbs. I do the keto diet. Right. Okay. Do you, have you? Are you? Uh, have I ever done a diet? No. You look uh, fit. <laughs> I'm, I'm fitter than I had been. Like I, I look. That bad. is something I feel like you do worry about, though. 
Because oh, last yeah. time you were here, you talked about it. You were like, people yeah. were making fun of you for being a little bigger. I, th- I think I was down some last time yeah. I saw you, though. I probably gained, I gained some back, and now I'm trying to get back. But I look at some pictures, and I am literally a, a heavenly body. It is, <laughs> I'm the size of something outside this planet. I have pictures of me with Tom Cruise on The Tonight Show. I have pictures of me with Halle Berry. And it's like, hey, can we Photoshop these? Can we green screen my face? <laughs> like, I have these pictures with the coolest people. Scarlett Johansson. Looks like I'm going to eat them. (laughs) It's the worst feeling in the world. What's Sweet tooth? Yeah, chocolate. Me too. Yeah, just, I just, I don't know. And I've discovered like some stuff I can put in coffee that's like a, you know, a a sugar-free thing that actually, it's chocolate chip, but it tastes kind of like chocolate, so it it tastes like it's a mocha. So I just make these all the time sweet tooth in there? Yeah, it's it's constant. And my kids will get mad at me because they'll get, they'll have some candy and I'll eat it all. We're kind of in the process of not only being entertained as as all hell by his impressions and his incredible brain, but also now we're starting to transition into teaching a little something-something to the old dog. New tricks for the old dog. You're about to all really enjoy the where this conversation goes. You know what I don't enjoy? What's mm. that? What you enjoy? Alarm, the willies, the heebie-jeebies, panic. There are dozens of words for fear. Me too. What's that? Me too. You don't enjoy that? I, enjoy, I don't enjoy all of those. Well, there's... There's only one word, though, Zito, for exceptional home security. Oh, oh. Like that, that stops fear at your front door. Oh. It holds out the eight-sided stop sign mm-hmm. right at your front door and says, not up in here. Uh-uh. Go on. That is wrong. <laughs> that is absolutely wrong. <laughs> Octagon. Nailed Thank it. Thank you. Welcome back. <laughs> That is Simply Safe. Simply Safe is home security that knows it feels good to fear less. This is award-winning 24/7 protection that protects your home through it all. Through blizzards? Mhm. Blackouts? Yep. Mm-hmm. Burglars? Really? Mm-hmm. Rain? Yo. Yes. Hell? Mhm. Brimstone? Mm-hmm. Fire! Mm-hmm. Simply Safe has won awards from all the tech experts that matter. Like, Say that 10 times fast. Like The Verge, you ever heard of it? Oh yeah. Mm. They call Simply Safe the best home security. Hello. Yeah, much better than that. It's one reader's choice from PC Magazine. Mm-hmm. No way. Big one. It's a two-time, two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice and a wire cutter top pick. Oh, that's a big one. Oh, a big one. Let me tell you about CNET Editor's Choice, wire cutter, and the verge. Those three would never lie to you. No, no they wouldn't. They are top of the top when it comes to this type of shit. Mm -hmm. And also, here in the office and at our houses, we all have Simply Safe. We call it the number one home security because it's simple, it's convenient, it's easy to put in, and it stops burglars right at the front door with a hexagon that says, Stop. Try Simply Safe with free shipping and free returns. You'll get a 60 day risk free trial too. Order now and have your home protected within a week. Go to simplysafe.com slash McAfee to get started today. That's S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash M C A F E E. Be sure to go there so they know we sent you. Simplysafe.com slash McAfee. Go to sleep tonight with a little bit of comfort. Simplysafe.com slash McAfee. Ladies and gentlemen, we're only getting started with Frankie Caliendo. Paisan. Let's get back to it. How many kids? Uh, two. Are any of them entertaining? What do you think they're going to be, athletes? Uh, my son My son is like, 
he's over the top math smart. Like he's in. He's going to run numbers like Terry or whatever. Uh, or Rico. Rico. Yeah. Old yeah. Uncle Rico and your son just <laughs> running numbers together. Uh, or like my Uncle Phil. My Uncle Phil was the best because he, he, he was. He, I shouldn't even tell you what he did. You look <laughs> we'll him up. Google. Google. No. Go, Phil Caliendo? Uh, yeah. Look, Google him. But he, at one point he said, hey, Frankie. You can't get cheese in Chicago without going through me. What does that mean? What kind of cheese? Any cheese. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, uh, no, I don't. Like, so, uh, oh, so your family's connected, huh? I'm Italian. Well, yeah, we got a lot of Italians in here. We got two. There's Degilio. There's Moroldo. All right, let me ask you this: in in your Italian families, is there at least one person that you know? And when I say at least one, there's more that has mob ties somewhere along the way. Yes, At least that's the, the story. Line. That's the tale you get told. Right. Yeah, and they're proud of it too. Like everybody, who's, so proud. Everybody who's always against, like that's a stereotype. No, the Italian people in my family are like, hey, you know, uh, <laughs> we got you know, Jimmy. Over <laughs> <here>. <laughs> His name's not really Jimmy. They changed it. <laughs> wink, wink. We have a lot of Italians where we grew up. Literally, all my friends' last names all end with a vowel. I was the only Irish guy. Basically. You grew up in West Virginia, Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. My yeah. father runs the Italian club yeah. you know, where, where we grew up. So. Yeah, right. yeah. So Everything's cash. <laughs> <laughs> they have a golf outing coming up, by the way. No cards or checks. Yeah, it's real. Uh, but I got to work at a pizza shop with one of our friends. His name's Augustine Dallasala, right? Yeah. It's Dallasala Pizza Shop, and his cousin works there. And his cousin, I don't know what he does. Honestly, I don't know what he does. He sits there with a newspaper, though, and he has this big scar from one side of his neck to the other. It's just right here, right? And... I'm just like a 12-year-old kid, like, putting boxes together. And all of a sudden, his cousin's like, I got to go. And he runs out, and then he comes back. Just his back pocket's filled with cash. <laughs> and then he's got this scar on his neck. I'm like, uh, what does he do? Or, hey, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't talk. He delivers pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> and someday, when you're old enough, you'll learn that delivering pizzas isn't exactly what you think. <laughs> I'm just saying. You that pizza me? was delicious, by the way. Just wanted to know that pizza is delicious. But I did watch that family go from uh, my neighborhood to a uh, like a 10,000 square foot house <laughs> in wow. just a uh, coming of time there. Very nice people. Very nice people. Very yeah. hardworking people. But I think there's some question marks around there. But What's that's you Italians. Hardworking could be hardworking under the table. <laughs> <laughs> what you see above the table, that's hard work as well. But what happens below... We keep it to ourselves, you understand? <laughs> Got it, Patty? I did a 23 of me, 0.09% Italian. I bought an Italian club shirt immediately. <laughs> immediately. Look at me, Frankie, look at me. I'm excited about it. Uh, go see Frank Caliendo. He is in Chicago tonight. Niagara Falls. Are you going to go to Canada? No. You don't drink or anything. There's no, really no, no, no reason to go yeah. over there. Niagara Falls, and then uh, Bakersfield on Sunday. Uh, the Niagara Falls shows will be a little bit different. Do you be- drive there alone? Uh, you got your family, like anybody with you? Uh, well, Bakersfield's in California, so I'm not driving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Something to uh, think about, though. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> No, I'll, f- I'll fly there and I'll work with a guy, George Cantor, who opens for me. We'll, we'll work together and drive parts. Is of he it. always open for you, same guy? Most of the time. I, I have the same person because then I can always call back to jokes he does. Yeah. I don't mm. ever have to watch his set. That's nice. Um, nice. Because, Smart. yeah, because if you, that's, I, I, I don't know where. I've seen you do a bunch of theaters and stuff like that. I don't know if you go to work stuff out at clubs or. I don't. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's a, it's a different type of thing. Um, but. When I realized part of the way through, 
maybe about five, six years in, when you go, the bookers don't always pay, don't even, they don't always know what they're doing. Some of them really do, but some of them have no idea what they're doing. And they'll book, they would book some, book some filthy act before me. And then if somebody goes on and is just really dirty, it's hard to be clean after that because it's they're like, crossed the line. Yeah, because yeah. it's already crossed the line and their mentality is there. And then you're like, you sound like you're. Years ago, I had to follow Patrice O'Neill. You know, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Patrice, Patrice is brilliant, uh, unbelievable, but not really worried about doing the proper amount of time. <laughs> he was supposed to do, like, Caroline's comedy. I remember doing it, it was a 10 30 show. I didn't go on till midnight. <laughs> Wow. And he had gone on for like an hour as the middle act. He did a special. He did a, maybe two. And I'll tell you, it was brilliant. And he just sat there and talked, and it was incredible. And his character was so strong, and he was so likable. And he was doing this thing where he's kind of chewing his own lip or something. I don't know what it was. Or he was chewing. Maybe he had gum. I, I'm not sure. But he was so lovable. Then I got up there, and I'm trying to do the wacky voice. <laughs> but I didn't go on until an hour and a half into the show, and I just tanked. I, like, the first 20 minutes was me trying to win over the audience to my show. Uh, I was like, brutal. But well, I, We talked to Robert, Robert Kelly. Kelly, who's from Boston. He was with Patrice for a while there. They used. He actually said in the interview on yesterday's Heartland Radio 2.0 about how when out-of-town comics would come to Boston... They would load front load the show with like Jimmy V, Robert Kelly, Patrice was even a part of that, so that the out of town comic would just get just buried on the him. back yeah. end. And that's real that's something that could really happen. That sounds like Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that any people know about Boston, that's them just setting you up. The first time I went to Boston, like, how you doing? I'm like, are you nice to like you can't tell like nice shirt. Like, do you mean that or do you hate me? I can't tell. It's that whole East Coast thing. Uh, but in New York, so in Boston, awesome. like I'm from the Midwest. I'm like, I, I'm scared of you, and I haven't even met you yet. So, yeah, but I, I, you never knew what you were gonna get. So I started bringing my whole show with me because I was clean, and I would get the the. Uh, hate mail from people about the opening acts and I'm like I didn't book them so I just started bringing my own people with me did you hear about um, speaking of opening act a lot of there's a Montreal movie theater where this family's want to go see Pikachu, the new movie Pikachu. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, previews are basically an opening act to the movie there when you go to right. the theater. I uh, guess the person punching the fucking button at the projector thing put in some horror film. And uh, these families are going to there see Pikachu, and there's just this lady getting murdered and murdering oh, the children. I've, I've heard something like that. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's the, yeah, I, I could see people coming to your show like, <laughs> I can't wait to hear John Madden again. Like, it's Monday Night Football. And you got Patrice O'Neill. I was fucking this bitch. <laughs> I mean, it really was. I don't think I was. I don't think I was known as much then there either. So it was kind of a, a show where they weren't a hundred percent there to see me. It was probably a Saturday night, but he was so good and it was just so interesting. And I just felt like I wasn't. <laughs> and I was like, oh god, this, I'm going to do this little song and dance routine, and you just gave a dissertation. <laughs> It was unbelievable. Like uh, the, the comedy master. How long the, do you get out there for? You working on a new special or anything like that? Uh, off and on. I mean, I I honestly have been working a lot more on the podcasting side of stuff to try and just talk and not have a safety net. Because this is, you know these muscles. They're very different. Although I've seen some of the stuff you do and you kind of combine them. You have that ability. Yeah, I just tell stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, that's, I think it's because you probably started here and you have your audience that came comes, comes along with you. No, it was in Twitter mostly. It was all because of Twitter. And my stand-up started in like uh, locker rooms and living rooms mostly. 
So I would yeah. just get drunk at the end of parties. I would start talking to people. And then all of a sudden you see like 20 people surrounding me. It's like, oh, this is just like a comedy club. And then in the locker room, same exact thing. But you'd have a guy from Compton there, right. guy from Dade County. And then you'd have a billionaire son sitting right in front of you. It's right. like, all right, now we got to work the room a little bit. Yeah. And it, you, you get you start to learn how to do that. It's, but once you build up your podcast and you build up your social media, those people go with you wherever. It's, well, it's a weapon. It's amazing. I, even like Burt Kreischer, like he just oh, goes yeah. and talks now. It's like, it's, like, it's like he's hanging out with people. That's the most <laughs> amazing thing you think about all this time dana carvey i sat down with dana carvey we we're talking about stand-up versus podcast and carvey was like he his kids are doing stand-up he's like just focus on the podcast because that's the future mm. you just be able to go do podcasts and when you're not actually doing the podcast you'll just talk like you're on the podcast to people because it's like you're already their friends these people are just hanging out with us that are listening mm-hmm. right now. yeah they're I mean, at work right now either miserable they're at home they're in class and they're just listening to us bullshit right now yeah, yeah and cool. it's fun i mean that's the amazing thing is with the podcast too is you know you throw a little bit of the shtick in there and stuff I mean, when you're me to be to know but to come back and just talk that's what the difference is even between here and and radio and radio you're really trying hard to sell tickets so the podcast thing and we're even more laid back on the show uh that al and i do and we're just it's just talking and when people know where you're coming from they, uh, they, they're with, like you said. They become friends, and they feel like, they feel like they know you. And if you give them that opportunity, you get to know them a lot better too. You just got to show up for them, though. You yeah. know, that's a big thing is like consistency. Like, yeah, both well, on social media and on the podcast. I have friends who worked up. at YouTube. They said the average time it takes to win a YouTube, uh, to to make a YouTube channel really go is six years that's the average people think they're all all these overnight things it's six years but most people quit after two or three months yeah because you gotta be not even that normally it's like fucking the first month they're like whoa people aren't doing i got other stuff to do it's like well you just got to show a little bit of commitment so that they can show commitment back it's a it's a relationship and i learned this from uh, this from uh, i feel like i'm plugging everybody but it's kind of it's the truth it's it's right but joey diaz i did his podcast oh what's his um Mad flavor, yeah. He's, there's uh, Mad flavor. Church of uh, what's happening now, yeah. Incredible and electric. He's individual. he's amazing. So I went in there. I call him, and first of all, you text him once. He's a Cuban guy who looks Italian. He's going to be in the new Sopranos movie, but he's like, he just hey, how you doing? You know, everything everything <laughs> we did is like that's exactly what it was. He was talking about on there like stealing coffee making machines and selling them somewhere else for drug money. It was just <laughs> like the. the, the the stories he has are incredible and a great following. And I didn't understand. So I'm, I'm texting back and forth. And he only texts once. You can text him once and then he calls. He's like, I'm done fucking texting. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sir, what do we, what do we need to do? I said, I, I said, I have to get out to take to catch a plane at this certain time. He's like, then let's not do a fucking podcast. I was like, what? And can you say podcast one more time? Podcast. <laughs> like how you say it. So how can you, how can I be so scared of you and love you so much at the same time? Seems like you live in fear a lot. I do. I, well, it's, usually I'm around bigger people. Uh, it's, again, it's, I set it up for you. Just, you know what? I didn't say anything. You know, no, no. It's not, you got a holder, you kick it. Yeah. I didn't say anything. I, I didn't say anything. So I learned, what I learned from him, and what I, I, I actually, I can tell you what I learned from you today too. Uh, I'm trying to absorb a lot of things from people who are good at this. And what I learned from Joey Diaz, I said, I've got only got an hour. He goes, then let's not do a fucking podcast. I'm like, why not? He goes, I, I, what if we're in the middle of something? What if we really like it? I'm it's not, not going to stop a fucking podcast. And I'm like, okay. So we get there. I change my flight. I go, I'm going I'm to change my flight, sir. I'm going to do sir. it. Sir. Oh, yeah. I was, because 
He's huge. I mean, he's, uh, he's an important guy. Like, I was looking for it. I'd put him on my show when I had my show on uh, whatever it was on TBS. When I'd had that, he was on there a couple of times. He was really funny. And he's like, hey, do you a favor, you know. So don't go work out. <laughs> like, what, what am I getting myself into? Did we just start a pizza shop? And you come back with cash in your pocket? Slice so, throat? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't just slice the pizza here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I, but... I, I, I'm on this podcast and I'm thinking, he's like, we just talk. We just talk. We just talk. And we talked for 20 minutes beforehand. And then we started the podcast. And I saw, I, I, in the middle of the podcast, I, I understand exactly why you don't put a time on this. Because if you had, you'd have felt, I'd have felt rushed in certain parts. I'd have been looking at my watch. When am I going to get out of here? Trying to get your promotions in. And what, yeah, and, yeah, which they, they, they happen. Uh, <laughs> but it, there is a reality to, I, uh, I learned more this. And I, I think it's, Part of maybe I'm a narcissist. I don't know. Ask my wife. Everybody on the internet, by the way, is pretty narcissistic. Yeah, I mean, you I, you you start grooming yourself to become that if you are. But it's if you do the show, you do the show, and you're you do it too. You do the show for the audience. You don't do the show for yourself. And I think I got stuck a while in stand up comedy doing shows for me to make the money. And then when you see how people are doing it that are really succeeding, they're out there doing the shows for the audience. And I can see, Ed Milet, same thing. When I see people who are doing the shows, they literally do the shows and care about the audience. And when I don't think actors always do that. I don't think a lot of comedians do that. I know I wasn't doing that for a, a long time, and I just was lost in my own, you know, whatever. But you start to see that, and you see how people do it, and you go... Okay, this is how people connect because they are actually you're doing stuff for yourself too. It's not like you're just selling out to do stuff for the audience, but you do the piece of you for the audience that and the audience gets something out of so it. So we have something it's like yeah. it's very much it's like uh we'll do something and you'll actually hear me say like uh this one's for me. Like this one <laughs> this one's for me. Like yeah. I'll actually say like for instance, this kid is Cuban, he's from Chicago, he's a college graduate. Tough reader though, can't read. So we have him do our last ad read of every podcast, Perfect. and it is it's that one's a, for you. It's a hundred percent for me. Just right. uh, sit there and enjoy it. But yeah, I think the it's a relation. You got to remember the internet is a relationship. Yeah. You are in a relationship with your followers, and they can uh, either go to war for you or against you if you turn your back on them. Just like a regular friendship, it's just the way it goes. So you got to show up for them. Though is it, yeah. is it scary? Like in your peers, do they are there discussions that go on with people that were famous pre-internet, really, or pre-social media at least? Uh, is there fear of because you have to be naked, right, to be uh, that to personality, a social yep. media personality? Yeah. And that's part of what I struggle because they sense when you're. When you're faking, you yeah, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you go, so you see, I, everybody knows everything about Pat's life. Everybody knows everything about Burt Kreischer's life. They see the inside of their house. They see their kids. They see their animals. They see what they're cooking. Open book. Like, you're, that's, you're totally naked. Is that scary? It's scary to me. I yeah. struggle with it. I struggle with it a, a huge, because what do I, what my whole life has been on, especially in media, has been put a mask on and dance around and pretend to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's there's, something to think about. And yeah. there's usually a little piece of me in that, and I get to hide behind the costume and stuff. But to go out there and do this, listen, and I find it's a weird thing. So people think of me as this regular person a lot of the time. And I kind of I kind of am. I come in in the, you know, the shorts, the basketball shorts. Yeah, you dress I, terrible. I haven't, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't brushed my hair at all, yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. And I try to get my, it becomes haircut time because I know I don't want to fiddle with it enough. Uh, <laughs> but 
I, I actually li- I have three houses that are all combined. <laughs> like I have a I have a a, com- a, 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 a a compound. Like that's what my house is. But I don't put it. I and I was talking to Ed. I go, how do you do this? How do you? Because he puts his stuff out there. He's like, you just do it. And it's like I got to remember I- though, your people are proud of you for that, right? Like so, my people. I'm not scared to show. Um, like for instance, where I live, I have a, a pretty nice spread. I'm not scared to show things because people understand since they know so much about me that I've worked my ass off for this. So they're like proud. It's yeah, just like a friendship. You but know see, I mean? that's where that's the that's the interesting thing for me too is I did work. That's a, that's a, some people like Ed and some other people have said to me like you did work hard for this. Very hard. You did work to get there. It's not like you didn't make a lot of sacrifices. And uh, but uh, there was a time when I was in L.A. too, for the most part early 2000s that's when everybody was not showing anybody anything that's when they were changing a car company i knew changed the name of their car company because it sounded too uppity they wanted everything to be uh, more grassroots and stuff like Mm -hmm. everything had to seem and then social media blew up instagram and twitter and stuff and everybody was just showing it was it was ntv so you're your own reality show right so this is how you got to look at it. i tell everybody your social media accounts are your own reality show i believe that on twitter a retweet is a commercial for your reality show and somebody else's reality show Okay, so that's how you get, and to get retweets, you got to be relatable, entertaining, or informative. Okay, so those are the three things. You got to be one of those three. So whenever I'm watching Thrones, I watch every single scene, right? Have I not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single scene. <laughs> that was funny. I was almost like an audience. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you said. Yeah, that was like not even well, real words. I've watched two episodes of Thrones, <laughs> and I've become a Throne influencer. I was quoted in like Sports <laughs> Illustrated USA Today, and I have no idea, but I'm just sending out relatable Throner tweets. I'm almost gaming the Throner Twitter, and it's become a, a gimmick for me, but that's really how, how Twitter works for you. You, since you kind of had your big come up before social media, if I were you on Throwback Thursdays, I would show photos of you back in the day and in the captions, like on Instagram, don't be scared to tell the story about what happened that night, how you got there and shit like that so yeah. people can learn about your story since since you got big before anybody could learn about your backstory. That's a good idea. I like that. Thanks. No, yeah, finally. <laughs> now, was that was that dick me or was that? <laughs> no, no, that was funny. But but honestly, though, that's all social media is. People are just looking for genuine humans. That's all they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, and it's it's weird to me though that 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 that's what people are looking for. But it it seems it seems like an almost an oxymoron at times because some people are just there are some people who are pretty big who are so big they're just showing what they have all mm-hmm. the time too yeah I mean, but those people are just big because they have a big name right yeah. their fans aren't good those fans aren't going to follow them and go to war for them those yeah, people are going to turn okay, so those people I, are going to turn on them as soon as everybody else turns I, I totally agree with you because that's that's what my audience is basically like too my audience it's, it's starting to change a little bit because I've been trying to be more honest and real with who I am from this stuff but it's it's funny because I can sell quite a few tickets. I sell a lot of tickets. You're a talented dude. Yeah, but maybe not as many tickets as somebody who's like huge on social media. But they will all they'll all sell out these VIP crazy packages for 150 bucks each. Nobody who's coming to see me, I might get I might sell two of those. It's just I was always wondering what is that? And I think it's part of what you're saying there is that people once they're in a little bit more of your life they want they want to meet you and see more than the act cuz that's i'm a person people go to see the act i'm not a person for the most part that people go and be around me people mm-hmm. like you people like bert people like uh joey that people are going to see those so people so here, here's the difference between me and like espn people 
So let's say me and e an ESPN big name, you name it. Uh, let's say, who knows? Somebody big on ESPN. We're that at, narrows it down. But no, somebody <laughs> pop. It does. It does narrow no. it down. There's only a couple people on there <laughs> that are real. But let's say we're at a bar, okay? Mm -hmm. Somebody is going to walk up to them and ask for a picture with them. Somebody's going to walk up to me, ask for a picture, ask for a beer, and talk to me for 15, 20 minutes because they feel as if we're friends as opposed right. to just a figurehead that's on TV. And do you like that? I think I feel yeah, like you're I the type mind. of person who does like that. Yeah, I, I, I like I like to talk about things that are outside of the impression world. Like if people want to talk about real life stuff, I like that. But as soon as people start doing impressions for me, it's just the or want me to do like Yeah, but you got to remember me. like that's a big moment for them. They're they're going to go tell all their friends and family. I ran into Frank Caliendo. He did this, right? And so their friend's going to be like you didn't do the Grover. <laughs> exactly. He's going to get buried by his friend. You don't have to do the burial. No, I always thing. listen. I was I mean, I'm not a jerk about it, well, but I, I don't know. No. I've seen you walk in here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're a cocky sucker. True. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel like you missed that whole point, or you're just trying to kill me because you know you could kill me. <laughs> Don't be scared, man. All friendly waters here. But no, it is, it is, it's a whole new era, and it's something that executives don't get. That's why I'm labeled like the internet guy. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that. I'd have labeled you, I mean, as a dick. I, I, I don't mean that. But I would, I would have thought as the. I would have thought you got labeled as the guy from sports first, as the guy who's the kicker, as the guy from football. And it's amazing that you're the internet guy. Yeah, from which, the sports people. Which you've, yeah, I think you've actually already gone a step in the right direction, though, because it's probably better to be that pigeonholed than the pigeonholed of you're just the, you're just a kicker. Yeah, yeah, or oh, just yeah. a punter. Well, know? I had to battle through that while I was but, in yeah, football. But, you, but, you, but remember. Anytime I shoot something into a trash can and there's other people around, if I miss it, they'll say that's why you were a punter. So you're always got to be on. And anytime there's an athletic, <laughs> anytime I do a voice other than you know, if I do a voice that isn't dead on, so they think or so they think. Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't have to be. It just has to be silly. I'm a quote unquote comedian. That's right. what's, and I, I actually walk around with a quote, a pair of quotes. But I think <laughs> I, I honestly, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I honestly, I got a big laugh. but now I run. I mean, we run our own business, right? And it's a very successful business. Everybody here is getting paid nearly more than they've ever gotten paid in their life. More Too than much. they're worth. Uh, yeah, well, me guessing. for sure. I, I don't know about everybody else. But, <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, but yeah, we're. But it's it's one of those things where you can't get through to some people. And those people come from the same line of thought, though, from the old school entertainment world, which is where you're from. The old school entertainment world where it's, yeah. listen, I have an act. I'm going to do my act. You're going to appreciate yeah, it. Totally. And then we're going to move on. That's just not the way the world. Yeah. We live in well, I, here's another thing. So I do another podcast because one of the things I was interested in. Oh, multiple podcasts. Yeah, Here we go. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. Um, <laughs> I got like six of them coming along. <laughs> no, but my daughter got into all the superhero stuff, and she's she broke her elbow. Uh, she's a gymnast, uh, following in my footsteps, and she's. <laughs> Thank you me. are a little guy. That's what gymnasts are. Little I could tiny be. If, guys. I, if I didn't, if my chest weren't twice the size of the rest of my body, <laughs> like I have sprinters' legs and a Russian powerlifters' upper body, like pre uh, Andro. Uh, so she, I wish I knew what that. She, meant. I don't even know what it meant, but it's, sometimes the words are funny enough that they carry themselves. So she started getting into noted. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> So she started getting into these Marvel movies and stuff like that. And I started to like that too. And I'd liked it before. And I grew up watching the Super Friends and all these different superhero stuff. So I started doing a podcast with some other people. And I did it after meeting this, um, 
this group of people at a comic book store finding some comic books for her to go back and research some of this stuff about the movies that she was watching. Well, it turned out that a lot of the people that were on the, this comic book podcast at the beginning didn't know that much about the comic books. They just kind of said they did, and, mm-hmm. and so we're weeding some of them out, and it became more of a personality-driven show. But the way the show was supposed to be was these group of nerds, which is actually in a positive connotation there. Yeah, yeah, nerds are like being called yeah. nerds. Mm-hmm. But these, these group of nerds are teaching me about how to be a better nerd, and that's real. Now we're talking. But it turned out for a little bit where I was having to drive the show and almost found myself almost pretending like I knew stuff and I didn't like the show. And I'm like, something's wrong. And then I realized we got to get people who know more that can teach him. In this last week, we got this guy. Like, he he started citing uh, issue numbers of X Men. <laughs> and now I was we're like, talking. Oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we have what we've needed for a while. And it, all of a sudden, he's like, Yeah, in episode 109. And, you know, he's like, he's like Issue 109, issue 109 through 104. What actually happened was, and he's got this cadence of speaking that I'm going to work on doing the impression. I'm like, Okay, this is what we needed. And another guy on the show named, his name's Corey. And he was pretty good at that. But now we have two guys who can go back and forth, and it, it's really getting there. And not everybody can articulate their thoughts either. So, I mean, that's yeah. something that well, has This to guy's happen. fantastic. And he had this, he had a story about growing up as a, a stutterer. So he's got the Bill Walton story <laughs> of he couldn't talk, and now you can't shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy you're diving into the internet world, man. Yeah. I mean, I was there before, but I, not, not, the, not the Instagram. I, I, I made... See, I, I put eggs into the wrong basket, too. I went deep into Vine. Oh, yeah, so me my, too. I was my, on Vine, too. My Vine, uh, I did the Morgan Freeman narrates himself, which I should probably... Bring them back. Throwback bring Thursday. Bring it back. It's, uh, oh, that's it. Throwback Thursday. I'll do Throwback that. Thursday. Bring it back and then put the caption in. Like, even say what you just said. As I put all my eggs into the Vine basket, that basket ended up fruitless, obviously. Per- see, yeah. truth. Again, it all comes from truth. And sometimes... I start to, uh, my brain starts to go, how can I make myself seem more hip? Don't. Don't. You're not. Your real story of how you became a successful person is what people want to learn about, even your trials and tribulations. I I, I didn't even understand that Throwback Thursday was that big of a thing it's it just gives you it gives a lot of people who were once hot and ugly now a chance to showcase that they were once attractive thank you but for people that are i think you would want to do the opposite by the way from what i'm hearing about your pictures with uh (laughs) so embarrassing and how that nobody told me i was about to die (laughs) <laughs> but you can even hey that's even in your throwback Thursday thing there yeah. so I, I like, look at how fat I am here yeah with just Halle roast Barry. yourself yeah don't be oh, scared yeah. in the Instagram caption to kind of let it go in there because people don't mind reading about things they that's what the internet's no, for no you're, you're right I, it's it's something I'm learning to be able to do I was I'm always I've always been a hider I have been it's, it's incredible just, to me that somebody of your level of success right now is struggling with the the concept that your real story is the best story. You know, because I I've never been a confident person though. Uh, a lot of comedians, by the way, yeah, struggle with that's that. That's a common trait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I my dad. I remember my dad telling me, "You got to have more confidence. You got to have more confidence." It's it, and that it just it wasn't there. And I always second guess pretty much everything. I I can see, and I I don't mean this as a, 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 a but you don't seem to be a person who struggles with confidence to me. Well, never, you, no. honestly, you never, never did, <laughs> never in my entire And that's life. that's that's the thing I actually learned today when you were coming at me hard. Like I was like, holy shit, this guy's good at this. <laughs> like, I'm like you just commanded the room, and I just kind of took back because I go, I don't have, a, I don't get a turn right now. <laughs> I just gotta take this yeah. for a little while. Yeah, because you started, you opened the door, and I came in. Right, but 
my whole joke was everybody yeah, tells you how great it was, and it was great, so I'm going to say the opposite to get the laugh. It wasn't just that. It, it was that. Was and now I'm taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, uh, I honestly never have. And also, when I got arrested, Okay, I became the nobody even knew I was the punter for the Colts at the time. Nobody even knew I was here. They thought Hunter Smith was still the punter. It was my second year, and when you're a punter, you're not talked about much. I became just a laughing stock by everybody. I do, I do remember that. Yeah, so whenever, like, literally, punchlines on late night shows were talking, making fun of me. People have never heard of me. The first thing they heard about me was this terrible thing. And whenever you get that, you kind of get like a fuck everybody mindset. Not that I didn't have it before then, but now I have it. So yeah, you have even more. People are either gonna like me or they're not. That's on them. Yeah, you know what? There's and that's one of the things I've struggled with. With, with you and you might have said it jokingly but there's reality to it you said a mainstream type of, there is an element of that yeah and i always worry about that kind of thing and uh, because i've been in the corporate world so much i mean i have i've i've done deals with corporations where i have to sign uh, they, you know, they, they'll make you sign things like you can't get in trouble or we'll cancel the contract like they and they do that for a lot of people but they're, they're paying a lot of, so i'm careful about a lot of that stuff but it seems like now the the stuff it's just it's different. I'm a big fuck 'em. Yeah, I'm a big fuck 'em guy. Yeah, but I think you've also honestly. I don't think you should be, but I'm no, just no, saying no, for no, me. I, I'm not there. I, I I mean, part of me could be. I, I've probably done well in it, but I think there's another path for me at this point, and I would like to get to that. I would like. To, I think I want to get there. But you made your way by being that too, and that's that. Part of it is that creates even more success for you. I think it probably holds you back at times. Oh, yeah. Like, I was following the, the Monday Night Football thing and stuff yeah, like oh, that. Yeah. I mean, there's a reality there that you being you hurts you in that position, right? 100%. It's, it's, but... But the payoff later is... Yeah, right. how, much, yeah. Well, how much do you want that? Do you want that that much... Because it was it was a, it was a joke at first too, right? And then it, and it kind of, I but mean, a, a little piece of you wants some of that. Yeah, right? well, I didn't at the beginning. I thought there was no chance. This is this is what I love. This at the beginning, I thought there was no chance. Like whenever it came up in conversation, I thought there was no chance. Then literally, I mean, we trended for ten hours. There was people picketing outside of ESPN. <laughs> I was like, okay, so and then my name ended up in conversation. And then you start to believe. Then I was like, you know what? Maybe because you had never thought never. that you had the chance before, and then there was this inkling of. I might have this chance. Holy shit. And then I almost got to the point where I was like, it makes sense for them to do it. This is a, a smart decision by them to do it. And then I start like talking myself into it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I think I'm going to get the gig. So then right. when you don't, there is that level of yeah, uh, disappointment. But by the way, that disappointment, the internet loves to hear about. Just like some people are going to hate me. Some people are going to love me. But once you get to the point where you're like, ah, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I think that'll be a freeing feeling for you. I'll bet you, I'll bet you because of who you are, it's just a matter of time that there are, that that world opens up more for somebody like well, you. a younger generation will get into a, yeah. a position, but I think for you, it'll be a very freeing feeling when you stop uh, caring like, if people like. Listen, you I've had some of those moments, and then they are the greatest. And it's a, it's you just walk away and go, "Fuck you." Yeah, I don't, I don't care. But on the internet, you have to live like that. You're like, for instance, Gorms here gets a lot of hate tweets just because he's new to the internet. and He's an old, but he blocks the people and shit like that. But those people, by the way, just they're never going to like Gorman. So it's like you might as well in your head just be like, hey, if that person doesn't like you, you're probably not going to like them anyway. So who cares? There's a well, lot of even like when world. somebody told me how good his Lou Holtz was. Uh, one of those things. My first thing was uh, no, mine is better. I, I don't. I, one, I don't care. But two, good, cool. I can't wait to hear it. 
That's one of those kinds yeah. of things. But it is funny how people will pit you. They try, and I don't know if it's just trolling or what. Yes, but that's the yes. internet. That's by exactly the way, it. trolling yeah. is the internet. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> See, those are little weapons. That I have. <laughs> yeah, to me, when someone says their impression is better than yours, to me, that's almost like a compliment to you because you're yeah, technically the standard. The standard. Yeah. I, I, hey, you I'm, are, Riley. I'm just the most market, best marketed name you See, time. you're selling yourself so short yeah. here. Like, yeah. you are the standard of impressions. You guys are too young. Rich Little. Okay, and I know you know who Rich oh, no. Little is. Yeah, and I know I, people don't like you. Okay? <laughs> just, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> you're literally the biggest impressionist in the world. Frank, I mean, he had his and run. For somebody he had his run. So for somebody you're in my age, yes. Yeah. But somebody 25 years old, no. Right. They, don't even, they, right. they don't even know. Yeah, but you know what? You're not doing it with like the Snapchat filters and the Instagram right. filters. Like You're creating a character, like you said. So it's right. a and completely the, different And they don't always understand that. The younger audience wants the direct, just the line from the movie. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's one of those things where. Well, you got to give them that and then go into all the other shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The problem is that. Get them on the hook and then go ahead and uh, you olds like to fish. I assume you like to do it as well. You throw it out there and then you get them on the hook and then you just kind of reel them in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would watch your Instagram stories every day. If it was what you used to do with Vine and you turned it into Instagram stories. Same thing, by the way. Would be. The be, it would be awesome. Yeah, I just have to do. I, I, I've been I've been doing thinking about that. I was thinking about doing a Trump thing each week and doing you could, a Morgan Freeman. You could put a certain guy out of business if you called if you did called plays on Instagram in different voices. Oh, you'd yeah. have mm. two million followers easy. Yeah, and viral videos. You get viral videos and you just voice over them. Easy. Oh yeah. Easy. I wonder if people. I, I wonder if that happens with impression voices though. If the, if people will. Yeah, you do oh, fucking yeah. Morgan Freeman voicing over oh. some kid on a swing set launching himself into a fence. That's just something <laughs> that went out yesterday. I mean, that's something you could easily voice over, right. and then you just got to put in parentheses sound on Morgan Freeman meets the best swinger in the history of swing sets. <laughs> Bang! That video goes. Uh, I think yes. you should use your your talent as a weapon, yeah. and even though it might be something you're sick of, you're going to introduce yourself to a whole new audience right. and be able to move forward with them you know what happened though on vine when i when the vine stuff was going really well the funny thing was people would go oh he's a professional that doesn't count I'm like what are you what? talking you're about? always gonna get those people yeah. though. remember you're always gonna i stopped get those looking people. at that stuff though. well those people are probably impressionists that fail right so uh, you, if you get two or three bads remember like this show we get four hundred thousand downloads and streams every single episode if we get three people tweeting us that they hated it it's like oh man that's a shame Three hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety seven people though didn't respond you gotta right. remember that the vocal minority is probably gonna be the people that try to piss you off the most you just gotta ride with your talent and keep it moving you get that many downloads daily yeah, yeah. Un- we just learned our numbers by the way last week i i, I, I try not to look into them i, I don't want to know done a lot more plugs <laughs> <laughs> well you shouldn't have walked in like a cocky sucker either. <laughs> i wanted to be different <laughs> take a chance you know you take a chance sometimes it doesn't pay off <laughs> it did pay off i think it started the conversation in a good way hey you you want to you want to deliver some pizzas? <laughs> hey, I know some guys too. I know some guys too. Uh, what is your Instagram so people can start following along while you are gonna really make an effort at being very entertaining on there? Uh, at Frank Caliendo. Uh, if you can't spell Caliendo, it's the letter C, the word alien, and the word do. So good. at Frank C Alien, which should be its own Instagram yes. thing. I should put out. Yeah, because uh, you are an alien with your impressions. Yeah, the, the right. Ability to God, switch. you're so 
good at this, Pat McAfee. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Pronounce my last name right too. That's big. <laughs> how, how do people all. usually do it? McAfee all the time. Really? Like yeah. the like the antiviral software? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's McAfee too. But John kind of murdered some McAfee. people. Kind of changed the name around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's McAfee. Oh, I thought that was McAfee. They said no. He's McAfee too. Yeah. We're all the same. It's not related. Yeah. But it's all the same. Uh, you, that that would even that would be better. Than, I am not related. Be, to that would be better than four hundred thousand downloads a day <laughs> to be a McAfee to, to oh. own that. That's like that's like being Mike Microsoft. <laughs> I got a call. I got a call in high school to my uh, parents' house phone. Like, you know, like the old dial-up yeah. we had in the house. I answered it. You know, somebody from a newspaper, like I think trolling, asked me if I was related to John McAfee. And I gave like, I think I was a teenager. I was like, uh, if you saw our house, you would very much know that we weren't related to that billionaire <laughs> fuck and hung up on it. And I think the article got quoted a representative from the Paul McAfee family. <laughs> it was awesome. That was my a first time getting quoted from, from the Paul McAfee family. It's <laughs> awesome. I was jacked up about it. That's I was brilliant. jacked up. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was uh, young real age. stuff. Real stuff. Yeah. That's what you got to work on, just being a real guy. Because your story to the top is one that people are going to want to hear. In young I'm starting, to, I'm trying to work. I'm starting to get there. I'm starting to get there. You should have confidence in yourself, too. Not a lot of people are able to pull off what you uh, mm-hmm. you have done. Hey, thanks. A lot of work, man. Hey, thanks, Dad. Hey, <laughs> no, I, could, I, I would son the fuck I, out of you if you want. I, <laughs> I, 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 like I said, when I talk, talked about Joey and to coming to do your show, a lot of it is for me is for learning and seeing how people who do this well and do it right. And it sounds like a lot of uh, ass kissing right now. And I guess in a way it is, but it's 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 honest because I wouldn't say it if I don't I don't go out there and schmooze people. But this is cool. This is this has been another. And I was here before, remember? And I didn't try to absorb what was going on as much as I'm trying to learn today. And I, I, I don't know if it sounds. Well, you were an asshole to me then too. So I was expecting you to be an asshole when you walked in. That's why I was ready for you. Anything you want, as long as you don't edit out plugs. <laughs> I respect it, yeah. but I, I honestly believe that you could be a incredible, huge, uh, without a doubt, incredible internet personality. Yeah, I think I could get that. I think there's something to it. I but it's going to take time. Like you have yeah, to really I, commit, have, and you have to learn. You have to learn, and you have to learn to maybe. But that's the tough thing I have with between truth and doing what um, you need to do is because I don't believe in some of the things I would need to do yet, and I have to force myself to go, this is what you have to do. So don't do that, though. If you feel like you have to do it, probably not the right play because people will see right through it. Well, see, I I know that's what I'm saying is those things, but I do like the throwback Thursday gives me a reason to go, okay, you know what? I don't feel bad about this. This is actually a thing. It fits in the category. It makes sense. And then in my brain, I go, I believe in this. But I couldn't just do it, pretend, like if I were just to throw some Morgan Freeman narrates himself out there, uh, out of the blue, which it, you know what those were? Like it was Morgan Freeman, you'd see, so I didn't have to be on screen for it. Or you'd see the refrigerator door open, and you're like, that's when it realized he had no milk for his cereal. <laughs> that was crush. Yeah. And soon Morgan absolutely Freeman crushed. headed to the grocery yeah. Do that over viral videos. And- yeah. yeah. I mean, people love impressions. They love people flying off swing sets and hitting fences. You know yeah. what I mean? If you put yeah, those yeah, together. It, yeah, you gotta, it's like America's Funniest Home Video meets Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that would crush. And by the way, Saturday Night Live, not great. So just go ahead and just dominate that. Mm-hmm. The internet. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna be. Do, I'm gonna do my own Saturday Night Live. Frank Saturday Night Live. Frank. Frank Live. <laughs> Frank Saturday Night Live. See Alien do Live. See Alien Saturday do Frank, Live. Saturday Night Frank. What did you say? See, See Alien do Live. Yeah. <laughs> 
Man, I should have just ended when I said that. Just, we're don't word cut shopping. out the plugs. Yeah, we're word shopping. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. No, I think the ability to do impressions is a powerful one. I think you should remember that. Yeah, I, I love it. It's And the characters... That's the other. That's I feel it. like you're not proud of yourself, though. I feel like you should be. I think you're right about some of that because it's. I took I took a route that business was going to be more important than, uh, and that's. I have po- pluses and negatives by it because uh, I have a lot of money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now you have resources but, and freedom. Yeah, yeah there yeah. is some of that, and the, but it's also I did sacrifice art a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm trying to get more into is the art side. Um, because it's that show business and even the show it's the art of it that if there was one big critique of me as I was even coming up and I think it was the right critique it was like you're too worried about the business side of it and not enough about the art and uh, and a lot of times the art ends up paying off in the long run and the business that can pay off immediately well, I think yeah. there's never too late, though. No, no. Like I, a lot of people, by the way, that are probably going to follow you on Instagram once you start doing this stuff, they don't even know about any of the things you just talked about right there. They have no idea other than the fact that you are an incredibly talented impressionist. That's you're, all they'll know. There could be a bunch of people out there who are going to be like, have you seen this new guy on Instagram? Yeah, who right. like, yeah they're going to think you're brand new, but <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah, I just get, what is that? Uh, Norm MacDonald did 50%. That? Do you ever hear that Norm MacDonald bit about uh, talking about Star Search? No. So he's he one of his great hilarious bits. Yeah, you uh, you the you do the uh, these the the introduction would be uh, these guys have been uh, the last ten years have been uh, developing their act. Uh, please welcome overnight success. <laughs> <laughs> and you just go. That's a great name for that. Like the opposite of what it is. It's just very funny. Even like uh, some old mad TV clips. Like if you post a couple clips. Can of, I do that? Yeah. Throw that Thursday. Thursday. And then like tell a story sure of what was happening YouTube on set. You, or oh, there, yeah, you, you just pull them off of there. Okay. Yeah. Rip them off there. Yeah. And throw you just the caption is your weapon because the caption is where you tell a story. Right. I know you're going to be great at it because here's why you should be proud. First of all, is of all the great impressionists. Like you're one of the very few that put the impression in funny context, like you said, and wrap it into a story that's entertaining. And that's exactly what you'll be doing on social media. Right. There's a lot of people that just get on there and do the voice, but they won't wrap it up into a, f- a funny situation. Well, I should have done. You know what I really screwed up on? While Gruden was at Monday Night Football, I should have been doing no. that stuff every. And I always, I, I just didn't understand Instagram at all, as, uh, sure. as you guys saw last time I was in here. But I did some. I would do tweets Happens. and just, you know, t- put things in writing. Yeah. But if you did, if you, you know, if you see a play and then you turn the camera yes. to me, it's like, I'll tell you what, man, what they should have done right there. <laughs> you know, some, something in that, that, and I'm going to do that with Raiders. You still do that. Twitter, by the yeah. way, very powerful tool as well. That's where you probably get your most diehard fans. Well, I got, I got off of Twitter for a while. And the reason I got off of Twitter is because I was becoming such a jerk on Twitter. I w- <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I never would have guessed, but I, I, I would gain 2000 followers, a Sunday night football game. Cause I'd just be ripping all the players and stuff. And, uh, I, you know, and I just felt I was, gr- I was grossed out by, by it. the like, way. That's easy. It is. It's easy. To it do is. That. And then, but I was, but I got greedy for the followers, right. and that's when I said, ah, I just, and I started to meet more people and become friends with people yeah. who were in the league and stuff. I'm like, I don't want them to see this stuff. This is just a, a jerky move. <laughs> and the, all these, all these draft picks are trying to delete tweets of like shit that they said when they were like 13, 14 years old. That was terrible. Frank Caliendo's going back to his old tweets right after meeting a player. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to this guy. It was fucking terrible. There might, there might have been some scrubbing days. <laughs> <laughs> just like there were for us. 
Tie it all the fuck together. You know? <laughs> Follow him at Frank Caliendo. Go see him, frankcaliendo.com. I'm excited to see what you do with the weapon of social media. Working at it. Uh, You're a mentor. You don't want to be a mentor. That look at me was like, I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I did speak at South by Southwest on the power of social media. And uh, I was did you really? I didn't realize. I was that. on a panel. Yeah, That's it awesome. was great. Everybody's wearing suits. I was obviously way, wearing way to cuff. dissuade them from believing you're the internet guy. No, <laughs> this was when I'm I was kidding. This was when I was in the league. This is oh, when okay. I was in the league. Yeah, I Deion, think you know what I do. I actually Dion Sanders was supposed to do it. He backed out two days beforehand. I was asked to go, so I go. Uh, Dion Sanders nameplate right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even have my own name tag. It was great. It was great. It was really you, good. You know, stupid shit just happens to you too. Oh, and you, yeah. and you roll with it. All the time. You just I, roll with it. it I know it's And you make happen. fun of it because it's truth. Yeah. Truth is the real thing. Yeah. For me, honesty is the best comedy. Yep. I believe that. And But very ridiculous shit happens to me on a very regular basis. Yeah. I mean, it's just how it goes. Just honestly is attracted to me. Yeah. You put you put yourself out there and you're always... I know we're wrapping it up, but there was the... I remember I was sitting in a room with uh, Jay Leno. This is t- 10 years ago. Gary Shandling, Roseanne. And they're all sitting there and they're talking. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I'm in this same room and nobody's kicking me out kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Leno is talking to Roseanne. And my Roseanne impression is basically Louis Anderson. So it'll be <laughs> We're the same guy. Hey. Uh, so she's like, she goes out and tells a story about, you know, I'm rich. And Leno's like, don't go out. Don't tell them how much money you have. Just talk about the stuff about your real life. They can't identify with that. <laughs> just, just, you go, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> and tell them you're actually Louis Anderson. <laughs> but it was there. There was that. Th- 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 but that's actually more old school thinking. That's more of the old school kind of thinking. Because today yeah. it would be like, hey, talk about more of who you are and mm-hmm. where everything comes from, especially on the web. That's exactly what the internet is. Yeah. Genuine is what everybody's looking for on the internet. And I hope you're looking for tickets to Frank Caliendo doing his action bits and make us laugh funny guy with your impressions. Don't tell us anything about who you are in real life. FrankCaliendo.com to buy those tickets. <laughs> I followed you. I thought, but you're wordsmithing. Yeah. We're word shopping over here. Uh, honestly, I, I, I think you're one of the most talented dudes on the planet. I, 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 we have a couple guys who do impressions. It's not an easy thing. I think you should take a lot more pride in the amount of work that you put well, in. Thank you. It's a real thing. Have a little confidence, too. Even though you're short, you're talented. There's a lot of people that are very tiny or talented humans. Uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> By the way, when I stood next to him, I was trying to like, am I taller? And then, then, then somebody said he had lifts in. So I are you taller than him? No, really? Uh, I think he had lifts. He's probably about five eight. Probably, he's probably five seven. I'm probably five six. My son's uh. taller than me now at at fourteen years old. Lil Wayne's five five though. Yeah, I tower over him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's down there? Kevin Hart. <laughs> There's another guy that's been yeah. labeled an overnight celebrity. That uh, yeah, right. Worked was, as, worked harder than everybody. Yeah, unbelievable. E- email lists and all that stuff. It's incredible. Yeah. Just keep going. The commitment to the internet will pay off. I promise you, especially with your talent. Uh, aside from that, ladies and gentlemen, Frank Caliendo. Clapping for himself. I deserve it. I, I, I deserve it. Clapping. Hey, 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 look at you. Hey, look at me. That was like chunk or sloth from the good. Hey, <laughs> Another dated reference, but that's all I got. <laughs> that was incredible. Just a complete ride with Frank Caliendo there, Ty. Yeah.
Awesome interview. It really was. It, we went really deep there. I'm happy he stuck around and chatted with us. I'm happy we're good friends again. And honestly, Gorms and I have had a lot of these similar conversations the last couple of weeks where I'm trying to get Gorms, who has an incredible brain, to kind of adapt to the social media world. It's a very different world nowadays, isn't completely. it? Completely. It really is. Completely. It's not like, a, hey, you just do your thing and kind of disappear, get the paycheck and see you later. In the world we live in, it's like, hey, whenever you get a following or an audience, you got to earn it. And also, you, you got to build up the trust with them, too that you're going to show up every single day. And that is a huge part of the Can't just flash that pretty smile anymore, Gorms. Gorms. Damn. How would 23-year-old Gorms be on Twitter? Take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't like Gorms' Lou Holtz. Holtz. He did not because he did one back. You know what I mean? And he felt, I feel like there was a potential Lou Holtz off happening mm. there. Hey, 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 I'm just, hey, go ahead. I get up early in the morning for something. I'll tell you what. I mean, you got to have three things on your mind every morning. First thing is, you got to buy the freshest fruit. That's why you go get it in the morning. Never go after 12 p.m. Second thing is, thank the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And the third thing, the same always. Find yourself a big man that can block the blind edge rusher. Because if you're quarterback time and you're successful, it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, I Coach, not. I have a question. Hey, go fresh, ahead. Fresh fruit is more important than thanking the Lord? <laughs> Absolutely. You got to eat and you got to have a good taste in your mouth. You don't want Bruce fruit. Hell, I recruited a lot of Bruce fruit in my day. And I mean, I'll tell you what, yeah, I got fired from Notre Dame. Not many people know about this. It's not about it. I'll tell you about this. One night at the hotel, got a pay-per-view. I thought it was something else, and it came out dirty. And uh, the regents and the priests, they run me straight out. Just, I, just, I don't get Hey, listen. They're a good football Team, but if you want peaches, you gotta go before 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you got to do that. I'm happy that came out right there. Oh man, he is an incredible impressionist, though. Whenever he starts diving into him and out of him, it's Schefter. I've started bawling. Yeah. Oh, I, just I didn't laughing, appreciate him trying to be more humble than me, by the way. Everyone knows the most humble guy in the room, yeah, and him coming in here we, saying, we "Yeah, he's, he's okay, he's all right." Yeah, uh, you're the best in the world at being humble. Yeah, he's the best said, in the world at impressions. You've said it. Other people have said it. Yeah. You're the best in the world at being humble. Mm-hmm. It's my thing, Frank. Well, I think you and Frank have a lot in, com- in common. Him doing those voices over viral videos would absolutely oh, just crush, fucking crush. If, crush. if I had like an eighth of the talent, might be would check that a thousandth of the talent. A thousandth? A thousandth. It's a tough one. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you had a moment on Bro 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 Bets yesterday where you lost your mind on the players and started blaming the players it's their fault. for your string of losses. And I saw it on the internet. And that was one of the first times while taking a shit, looking at a video. That's where I get all my work done. Yeah. I take a shit. Where I, I, it forced poop out while I was laughing <laughs> at you. Because that's just like the classic degenerate move. Like, yeah, yeah it's not our fault. No, this it's is not our fault. We, we it, do, I mean, we get here every morning. And we do like an hour or two of research before we go, and we put we put our heart and soul into these picks. And then when it goes out at night, the players show up on the field, and they don't do what they're supposed to do, what the stats show they're going to do, what the coaches say they're supposed to do, and what they've proven they've done in the past. And then they go out there, and they lay an egg, and then it looks like we lay an egg, and then people are putting their picks in based off of us. They're losing money, and then we're getting shit on the internet. And it's a whole trickle-down effect, and I'm tired of fucking seeing it. Well, hey. Amen, Diggs. Hey. Amen. 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 Diggs. Take them to church. Just get your shit together. We interrupt this conversation for a reading from Zito. Thank you, Pat. Does your furniture bring you joy? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Or are you missing a couch or chair that says, this is my home? Oh. Are you guys missing that? Yeah, Yeah, my my couch would be better. I got something for you guys. 
We all want a heaven, a place that feels uniquely. It's haven. Oh, <laughs> that is haven. <laughs> we all want a haven, a place that feels uniquely you. Thank you guys. <laughs> Joybird empowers you to create the furniture and space that brings you joy. Um, you do the same breath that you're doing before a free throw before you read a sentence. Yeah, it's like a snipe shot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, settle down the heart rate. Yeah. Just go through it. I'm Get to your that. heaven, yeah, bro. Get to your heaven. heaven so you can find your <laughs> Let me motivate you right now with Joyboard. <laughs> can't even say. Joyboard? Oh, boy. It's a hard word. I agree. When, I, when you start talking about Joyboards, I mean, it's... <laughs> hey, let me motivate you today. With Joybird, you get one-of-a-kind furniture crafted to talking. your unique taste. Turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options. Uh, from rich buttery leather to buttery, that's what I'm saying. Love that buttery leather. To the plushest velvet you've ever felt. Ooh. Find the fabric and texture that's right for you. Joybird offers a range of kid and pet friendly upholstery. Whoa! Options so that your creations can stand the test of time. Free personal designs consultations to help nail down your perfect design. Who was that? Consultations. Consultations. Nailed it. Nope. Consolations. Nope. Free personal design consultants. (laughs) (laughs) Close. True on a couple extra. That's on me. It sounds better the other way. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're smarter than this. Uh, quality handcrafted furniture. Each Joybird piece is made by hand with care and precision. Use high quality hard. Nope. Go for wood. It. It's cut it, off. It's cut off. So that's not on Z. And re- I, I guess the W O. Yeah. Oh, good guess. Good guess, bro. What do you think? Hard work, maybe, was another one? That is actually. (laughs) (laughs) That makes more sense. (laughs) And responsibility source materials to fit your exact specifications. The limited lifetime warranty included and 365-day home trial. Skip the furniture store and bring the showroom home. Sit on it, sleep on it, and break it in. If you don't love your Joybird, return for a full refund, hassle-free, in-home delivery. They will even remove all the packing materials. That's actually amazing. Free returns within two weeks of delivery. Yeah, the entire thing's amazing. I know. There's a 365-day free trial. You just blew right through that. (laughs) I know. I get to try an entire thing. I literally hate when the packing material is left over, though. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. It's literally the worst. They never pick it up. Well, that's why they're Joybird, because they're bringing joy to your life in the process of moving and moving and grooving. And the bird flies away with the trash. Now we're talking. That a boy Z. See how Joybird can help you design your dream space. Find your joy today at joybird.com slash promo. Slash McAfee. Create the furniture. Say that one more again. <laughs> Find your joy today at joybird.com slash McAfee. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash McAfee. Go to joybird.com slash McAfee and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code McAfee. 25% off and a 365-day trial. Go ahead and take care of your place. Get beautiful furniture, custom Hardwood, <laughs> custom humans doing a lot of hardwood out there. Uh, no, shout out to Joybird. Their furniture is incredible. We got it in the office. It looks good. They moved it in. They took a, the wrapping yeah. out, mm-hmm. which yeah. was incredible. So Hassle-free. 365-day free trial. You'd be dumb not to try it and 25% off. That's joybird.com. Slash McAfee. What happened to the, the slash promo slash McAfee? Like <laughs> they actually wrote down promo. 
but the line underneath it says slash McAfee. So I didn't know if it was like slash promo, then go to McAfee. I, I didn't read ahead. You know what? That's because you live in the moment. It I does. do. <laughs> That's what you do. I'm ordering Joy Bird now because I ain't going to be around for long. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the second time I've read that. Let's, <laughs> let's take advantage of this deal. It's not going to last long if we keep up with the Zito ad reads. And let's get back to this conversation. A couple things happened yesterday. Big in the news. Uh, Adam Gase is now the GM of the <laughs> New York Jets, uh, joining Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll as head coaches that have control of the roster. Mm. What was that, Dick? You just made a face. Yeah, crazy I thought John, oh. is Pete and John Schneider together, or is Pete? I think Pete is in control of the roster. I believe it's a wild move, by the way. I think that's the only reason why he took the Seahawks job is because yeah. he wanted to control the roster. Right. Uh, I think Chip Kelly had it whenever he was at Philly. Yes. Yep. Chip Kelly, good guy, turned out not be NFL prototype. Adam Gase, though, I don't, I don't know what happens with Adam Gase. I don't know how this. Peyton Manning said he's good. He gets a head coaching job in the Dolphins. Does terrible. Gets another head coaching job. Now he's GM and head coach. Good for Adam Gase. Hopefully he does well. Well, he's, and the first thing that he says that it gets leaked out is that he didn't want to pay Lev Bell. And, and all yes, this stuff. So, it's, uh, so they, it'll be, ought to be interesting. They let the GM, Mike McCagney, go through all of free agency. Well, first off, they go through the coaching search, which hires Adam Case. Okay. Then he goes through all of free agency, and yep. he signs draft. $120 million worth of people. Third pick in the draft goes through that, and then all of a sudden you fire him out of nowhere and then put Gase in charge. His eyes couldn't even handle a head coach, head coach press conference. I can't, even, I can't even fathom head coach and GM. They're going to be fucking rolling around the training room. They're saying hit the sticks. Daniel Jeremiah potentially getting that gig. You sit next to Rich Eisen long enough, you're going to get a fucking GM job. That's incredible to me. So those New Yorkers, they're Jets, Mets, and Knicks fans, they're, right? Oh, it's tough. That particular group, they're Jets, yeah. Mets, and Typically, Knicks fans. Typically, yeah. Giants, Giants GM is not a great spot. No, either. but I'm saying normally yes. it's yeah, Yankees, yeah, 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 yeah. Giants, right. the, the, the Jets, gotcha. Mets, and Knicks fans. Right Islanders together. too, please. And, uh, and the Islanders. So let's just talk about them. Uh, the Jets now have no GM mm -hmm. directly after all the GM moves had to be made. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's dump the salary cap in the shitter, bring in another GM, <laughs> see what he can do. Then the Mets, Timmy Tebow's batting 115 in AAA. <laughs> Not a lot of promise there. You talk about the Knicks. I ain't never seen a team in a fan base in a media sensation push as much as I've seen this push for a 14% chance, they had a 14% <laughs> chance and people were pushing this thing like it was a lock. Zion to the Knicks was a lock on all media outlets. Everybody was dreaming it. Everybody, And then it turns out, not even close. <laughs> not even close. They don't even get a good pick. They're not even going to get a good player. They got another roll of the dice. These Jets, Mets, Knicks fans... Just, man, they don't deserve it. They honestly don't deserve it. They seem like a passionate group. They don't deserve it. I mean, they're going to get Kevin Durant, which is good, but Zion, everybody's saying Zion should think about going back to Duke, <laughs> seeing how the ping pong falls next year, ping pong ball falls next yeah, year. If I were the Knicks, i take that third pick and trade it to New Orleans so New Orleans has the first and third pick, and then you trade. They got Mavs picks for Porzingis as for Porzingis last year, mm. you package those. You get Anthony Davis up in New York with Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie, and Kyrie, right? And then you send all those young guys to New Orleans. Everyone's happy, and then the Knicks fans are happy too. If you're Zion, you got to be pissed off, right? Because Anthony yeah. Davis just hated his time down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. He wore a, wore a goodbye, folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Zion wanted to go to the Knicks. It was clear. Like he he came out and like he didn't say it, but that's what everyone was saying. Well, you know, nobody should he went to Duke, that's a bunch of smart people. Somebody should have said, Hey, it's only a fourteen percent chance. It's <laughs> only a fourteen percent chance. That NBA draft lottery thing, people are tanking to potentially get a 14% thing. And that makes no sense that's to me. I saw your boy Greenberg on uh get up this morning. 
Mikey Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he said that this is the draft that will end tanking. Yeah. Because since it's only a 14% chance and, and the highest-ranked teams weren't even close to getting the top pick, that it should help end tanking. But who knows? Well, I just don't think you should do the lottery. Just do it how the NFL does it. If you're going to let people tank, let them tank for real. If they're going to suck, give them the first pick. You know what I mean? I agree. I think that helps the parody thing. <laughs> I mean, just this fucking luck of a ping pong ball. I mean, Knicks fans have been cursed forever. <laughs> they're obviously not going to get it. Also, the thought of a literally a ping pong ball figuring out the future of a billion-dollar franchise, oh, yeah. I, I respect it because I love a good gamble. But, boy, that can't be the right way to do things. Easy to rig as well. But it's not. It's obviously not the back in the day, not anymore. They're- Dude, the NBA would have. This is the worst case scenario. Zion to New yeah. Orleans is terrible. <clears throat> yeah, if they rigged it, then he would a thousand percent be going to the Knicks. New Orleans and Memphis, the two smallest markets in the NBA. Get the top two picks. Top two picks. Yep. Oh my God, who's the bald headed guy that's commission? Silver. 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 Silver's just sitting there, like about to turn heel like Goodell. Yeah. <laughs> about to turn heel like Goodell and just fucking throw the balls out. By the way, very crazy that uh, the person that tweeted out the sound check from earlier in the day wasn't right. That's insane. <laughs> I never would have guessed that the NBA wouldn't leave their doors completely open for the sound check of the thing. That thing got a few thousand retweets. Everybody's like, look at his son's getting the first pick mm-hmm. of the draft. Like, what? You. You think they're just leaving the doors open on who gets the drink? Get the <laughs> fuck <laughs> out of here. That was outrageous to me. That was running, too. The internet was running with that. Uh, Robert Kraft, we didn't talk about his dick will not be on the internet. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Good cash for him. pays. Good for him. Cash pays. Uh, uh, cash Jamie Collins is going back to the Pats. Jamie Collins is going back to the Pats. I, I think this one's still a little bit motivation for him. He's a physical specimen. I watched him literally leap over <laughs> a long snapper when there was a no propel yourself rule. I didn't think he was coming. He just jumped Clear over Matt Overton. I saw him while he was in the air holding the ball for Vinatieri. Almost pooped my pants. Almost leaked some dew. Vinatieri kicks it off his chest. Thought I was going to scoop and score. It didn't happen. Thank God. I did see you fucking chasing it as quick as you could in that video. I was going. Well, I thought somebody else uh-huh. was going to scoop and score that thing. You know, anytime you hear a, there's a good chance you got to go do something. You know what I mean? You got to go chase that thing down. Not the worst sound in the history of fucking punters and kickers is boom boom. When you were running, did possibly did enter your mind to go what the Fuck Overton. <laughs> no, because it's not really his fault. I, I mean, know he's, he's down. Overton would have no idea. To be honest, it was um, the rule was you couldn't propel yourself. So that kind of eliminated people going over center because you couldn't even touch anybody with your hand. So, like, not even a graze of your own player, somebody else. So, anytime you saw somebody over center, it was like, okay, that guy's just looking for a fake. And then, whenever you see him literally just do a fucking broad jump, it's like, <laughs> oh, I did not expect that to happen. <laughs> and then the NFL banned that as well. Right. So, they've got rid of that as well. So, it kind of disappeared in the future. So, is that in your film, like, at all? What's like if, that? You, if someone's doing that, like, the next week? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I. I honestly, I took a lot of pride in my hard counts, man. I got a lot of people to jump off sides. I was called on a couple of times as well. But you can't always do that depending on your kicker. There's a lot of teams that can't do it because the kicker can't handle like a fucking hard hit, hit. And because the kicker starts jumping. I jumped off sides there. Yeah, you got to get Vinatieri. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to move your head either or your hand. So you have to be oh, able really? to go from yeah. your sternum without even moving. It's just all voice inflection. I was pretty fucking good. Pretty good. That's why I hate Walt Anderson, though. There's a video on the internet. I knew that I drew a guy off sides in London. Should have been on the one-yard line for a two-point conversion. We should have went for it. Instead, it was a fucking... 38-yard extra point for Vinatieri in London with bad K-balls because Walt Anderson said, nope, I'm going to call it on one, wow. was his exact words in the referee huddle because Overton poked his head in there 
He poked his head. So this is what happened. We're in London, extra point, 33-yarder. It's not a great trip. We already have terrible K balls because Walt Anderson refused to use the balls that were broken in. He used all the brand-new footballs. So Walt Anderson was completely fucking us to begin with. So it was a 33-yard extra point, and they had a nose tackle that I could see just like, hey, if his hands are white, he's coming. Oh, yeah. They're red. They're sitting back, right? He was sitting on the edge of his knuckles. Like, I saw him ready to go. So I gave a good old classic, you know, balls, balls call. You know? Like, hey, this is on two. Mm -hmm. Give a sit. The guy falls right into Overton. Perfect. Here we go. I look at Chuck like, hey, let's go for two. We're already, we're going to be, we're down. Let's go ahead and pick up some points. Overton goes ahead and peeks his little head into the ref conversation. The back judge, the other judge are like, ah, nose tackle fell, nose tackle fell. Walt Anderson goes, nope, I'm going to call it on one. Points at me. He goes, I'm going to call it on one. <laughs> bang, five-yard penalty, drawing somebody off sides. Bang, 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 38-yard. For action. the hard count only. No head movement. No, no head movement. Watch film, too. I didn't even move because I practiced in practice every single day because I knew it was a weapon. I knew it was a weapon. Like Because if it's fourth and four. And you can get a first down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that is a real deal. And if you got a kicker who can chill and a snapper that can chill, I mean, it's really good. We practice hard. I mean, I had a four count. I had a four count where I was going to people. I mean, it was a set, set, <laughs> set. And then it was like, oh, the defense is like, there's no way they're going on four. <laughs> there's no way they're going on four. It was like, yeah, got him. I felt really good about it. But that's why I hate Walt Anderson. Yeah. When, uh, when a player pops into like the referee huddle like that, does it ever work? Like when they like. Inter- no, you're just listening. You're not really helping. You're just listening. And Overton comes to the sideline, though, and tells me that whole story. He goes, listen, there's like three refs that were like calling it on him. And Walt Anderson literally turned, looked at you and said, I'm calling it on one. You fucking asshole. <laughs> He was still coach or reffing last year. I don't know if he's still reffing. He, so they need to roll his ass off the field. <laughs> that guy's holding back the game. Honestly, holding back the goddamn game. Um, the NBA Golden State Warriors are just sawing Don, uh, the other Curry family member. That's a shame. It's a real shame. Steph Curry plays better basketball when Kevin Durant isn't on the court Facts. because he gets more attention, so he likes that. When you have attention on you, you got to be able to back it up. That is something that happens when Kevin Durant's on the court. He doesn't have to do as much. Klay Thompson doesn't have to do as much, so they kind of have feel obligated to share the love to KD. So instead, whenever he's gone, it's back to the Splash Bros show time. Mm-hmm. I think they're in a good spot still. They're right. incredible with just, yeah. with just those two. They are 28-1 and one without KD in their last 29. That's Jeez. those types of stats are alarming, especially like you see the ones with Gronk where they're like without yeah, Gronk, yeah. they're this they're And you're like, well, it's impossible to say that they're a better team without the best player. Sorry, Kawhi Leonard said Darius Butler, <laughs> one of the best players, just like Gronk. It's hard to say that, but it's almost it's a completely different game plan yeah, without like, him, just so like much. with the Patriots. It's a completely different game plan without Gronk, which I'm assuming they're going to do well next year. <laughs> but without KD, it's a completely different game plan. Uh, and you got to. Got to respect if Steve Milwaukee Kerfa. comes out of the East, look out. That's all I'm saying. They're, they're young and dumb enough to just win this thing. I mean, I'm telling you. I'm telling nah, you. This sounds like a very much like a Fox Sports take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't sleep on them is all I'm saying. I want. We can come back to this moment later, right. and we'll judge it on me judging you. Okay. Potentially just taking a shot in the dark. Why do you like Milwaukee, though? Because of the Greek freak? Well, naturally that. But they've got, they've got a healthy Meritich back, mm-hmm. who's a great player. They got a healthy Malcolm Brogdon coming back, great player, and Chris Middleton quietly one of the best shooters in the NBA. I mean, he's not up there on Steph's or KD's level, but I'm just saying, Bledsoe. I mean, they they're they're going to give a run, and it's just like Golden State. I'm giving them the West already. It's like, who do you want to face, Golden State? You want to watch Kawhi Leonard for? You know, five games, or you want to watch the Bucks for seven? By the way, I kind of do want to watch Kawhi Leonard for five games, mostly because I don't watch him much. 
So uh, yeah. after yeah. seeing that shot, I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing this guy that took 36 attempts in a fucking game seven <laughs> must win. I like this. They guy. had to. No one else would fucking shoot. That's I love why it. I don't think they're getting by the Bucks either. You but don't think Kawhi Leonard could put the team on his back though, like Greg Jennings I think in he a could video game? The Sixers, but not against the Bucks. I don't know. We'll see. They're deep. Who the Bucks is? Yeah, they're deep. Kawhi's been here before though. Yeah, there's only five on the court too. Yeah, though. Kawhi had uh, teammates with the Spurs though. Yeah, that's a good point. And Pop. Yes, very good point. Very Popovich good point. is a good point. Uh, a good little coach, Diner. Great little coach, Diner. From what I heard. Great little I'm not 100% coach. certain, but I, from what I heard. <laughs> somebody sent Foxy an article because we said that uh, Kawhi, if he stays in Toronto, they can pay him $50 million more mm -hmm. than if he goes anywhere else. Somebody sent him an article from 2015 saying that it's a lot more money if he's in Canada than right. in America. I would like you to know that inflation rates change literally daily with the Canadian fucking money line. <laughs> that is an honest. I went to Canada one time on Friday, got fucked, left on Sunday, got fucked coming back into America <laughs> because something happened on Saturday that I didn't. I was way out of my control. Anytime you go international, not only are you dealing with international taxes and shit like that, you're also dependent upon how the economy's sitting and how the economy's <laughs> looking. You don't know what's going to happen. I'd assume. The difference between two hundred and fifty and three hundred million is a massive one. Yeah, but is it? I, I'm with the second. Is it? Yeah, I don't think it is. I think what, at what number, Gorman? Do you think these rich people? Yeah. it all just kind of starts blending together. If I was his accountant, or if I handled his money, I'd say we can go get that fifty million in China. I mean, we can make it up. Go where you want to be. Go where you want to be happy. You know, what, just walk over there and just <laughs> no. Just say, hey, I'm going over there for two weeks. I've got a new shoe. I'm going to pump it. Uh, you know. Um, I'm just saying he can he can. You can, think there are fifty million dollars in shoe sales in China? Uh, it's uh, among opening. among other things. Hey. I'm saying yeah. I'm saying there are ways for these guys to make money out, outside the court and Man, the contract. We obviously. were we were gonna sell shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 We were gonna sell shoes. We had a great shoe up there. We did. We designed well, them. It's still on, man. We're just what waiting happened? for the stinking Chinese New Year to end because <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the guy in Brooklyn, who's uh, you know the designer and the uh, manufacturer of these, things, great guy, great guy, just uh, likes to celebrate Chinese New Year for about three and a half months. Four months ago, we had to put a design a shoe design together. And we're gonna sell the cuzzy ones. These things were beautiful. Still are. Cocaine white. Come on, give me these ice creams. I was excited for them. Put the designs together. Send them over. We got to wait for Chinese New Year to end. Haven't heard back from the guys. Guys, I'm real busy up until this Chinese New Year. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk afterwards, okay? It was four months ago. Four months ago. Was it you're the pig? Huh? You're the pig? I think it was a monkey, actually. Could be a rabbit. <laughs> I was you're the dragon. We could uh, remix. I was a monkey, I think. Oh. Um, bunny. I right think around I a, there. I think I was a bunny. Does any of it make any sense? I used to be a Taurus, too, and then they changed me. I think I'm a bull, though. So oh, really? that's because they got rid of oh, the planet. Oh, I'm a big uh, those things guy. Nope. More of those things called? Horoscope, yeah. Morse codes? Horoscope. <laughs> oh, that's on me. I'm a Leo. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Big time Tommy's new favorite character on the internet. <laughs> yep. I fucking love that guy. Old school for life. OS <laughs> for life. Take it easy. You're a Leo, just like Jason. Yeah. Uh, I was a Leo there for four years. Just changed on you. How does that happen? No, well, I was using Jay's ID. Uh. <laughs> August 12th, 1983. How's it going? You want my social security number? Got it. You want to know what my parents do for a living? Got it. Uh, you are seven inches taller than when it says. I'm a, oh, I had a growth spurt. Sir. What do you want from me? I got this when I was 17. You ever heard about the 18-year-old growth spurt? You're also 60 pounds heavier than when it says on here. What do you want from me, dude? Uh, do you want me to call the cops over here? Yeah, go ahead, man. Call the cops over. There was a time where I was staring down three cops in Panama City and a bouncer with my brother's ID. 
and they couldn't do jack shit about it. Mm-hmm. Not a single thing. Knew his social security number, address, everything. And the cops were all just like, this isn't you. I was like, yeah, it is. Run it. <laughs> Fucking run it. And then I made the guy erase the X's off of my hands. I remember that. I made the guy erase the X's off my hands. I was like, he was like, go to the bathroom and erase it. I was like, no, no, no. Come on. This is, <laughs> this is on you. I'll never get invited back to that place. I bet you they have my picture on a wall. Don't Which let wall? Patrick or Jason. <laughs> <in the toilet. laughs> that was a terrible guy. Jay tries going in there. <laughs> I, I learned Jay was a Leo in Canada. I told the story on Bob and Tom. I took Jay's ID everywhere, and we Jay was awesome for me. You know, I, I got in everywhere since I'm 17 years old. Oh, Literally yeah. got in everywhere, and I go to Canada, and I'm so pumped up about this whole thing. I think I was like. I had to be, I had to be like sixteen, I guess. Fifteen was my first time really giving it a go with him because you got to be nineteen down there. Mm-hmm. And I take it and I go into a sports bar. I think I'm wearing like a probably a jersey of some sort, you know, like my first time going into a club. I'm in Canada, and I hand the guy my ID, and he looks at it and he goes, uh, "What's your horoscope sign?" And I was like. Oh, <laughs> I memorized there. I had everything else ready to go. But. And I was like, uh, I was never taught that. He was like, oh, okay. And he handed it back <laughs> and he just like shooed me away. Like, Canada nice. He let me keep it, but he like shooed me away. That is nice. Yeah, it is very nice of him. And I was like, I, so I texted Jay. I was like, what's your hor- horoscope sign? He's like a Leo. I'm like, fuck me. I should have just guessed. I think I said like a Capricorn or something like that. <laughs> Whatever it is. That was an incredible, that was the best Best door guy question I've ever heard in my entire life. And there's no way he knew either. That's what I was was thinking. What's he got, a horoscope blog? No, I was 15 years old. Some people fucking base their lives off of that. That's true. People reading in the newspaper still, and they have apps now that tell you, like, hey, if you're a tourist, watch out for tomorrow. Fucking stars coming down. (laughs) Stars are aligning for a bull fuck up tomorrow. I'm like, thanks for the email. (laughs) Not that I don't have enough shit in my life already. What are you, Gorms? Cancer. Of course. You told me. That makes sense. All right. (laughs) This show uh, is... We ended on that? Yeah. Take it easy. Take it easy. Uh, Shout out Big Time Tommy. Go ahead and follow him. I don't know what his uh, Instagram is. It's tough to say, uh, but he's he's electric. You'll find him. For myself, Nikki Boy, Gorms, Zeet, Diggs, Ty, Evan, Cop Todd, who is currently doing cop stuff, which is awesome, Mm -hmm. Uh, and Frank Caliendo, who I loved, hated... Hated, loved again. Great story. Great it's conversation great story. with him. So thankful for him. Tweet him, Instagram him, uh, at Frank Caliendo. We can't thank you enough. Ty Schmidt, hit the... Musica? You just couldn't do it. You had to say something. Do it. I'm bad and awkward <laughs> in quiet times. Music. You just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Ty Schmidt hit the music. By the way, big video coming Sunday night. Oh, Watch yeah. along. I'm doing Money in the Bank watch along while watching along Game of Thrones, while watching along WWE. Mm-hmm. Big time Throner video coming out on Sunday. Diggs and Zeet want to work here. Had to do it. Can't wait for the world to see it. Might be the biggest one of all time. Yep. Simpsons videos getting brought back up, by the way, because they predicted a couple things here recently. Mm. The whole dragon burn down thingy. Uh, oh. Homer was watching a dragon kind of saw down a tan. I mean, I guess, yes, it definitely makes sense of the, the last war or whatever. Right. It's 
pretty accurate. Yeah, pretty accurate. Matt Groening, time traveler. Haven't seen the video. Go see it. 100 million views. You probably already saw it. Fighting us. <laughs> this one might do the same goddamn thing. Big movie coming on uh, Sunday night. Series finale of Thrones. Money in the Bank. Watch along with the WWE. I'll be watching along while watching along. You can watch along while I do that. Ty Schmidt, hit the music.
uh, recorded this late night. People are saying the blues got fucked because a hand passed by the Sharky Sharks and also the Milwaukee Bucks, which Gorman said earlier could win it all. Shut down the Toronto Raptors for the last three minutes and 30 seconds to get a big win. They decided not to send Kawhi Leonard to a free throw that the coach could choose who was shooting the free throw late in the game. All hell's breaking loose in the six. Was Gorman right? Could the Milwaukee Bucks win it all? I'm saying no. Anyways, we'll see you next week. Heartland Radio 2.0 with Friday Bangers coming to you tomorrow. I hope the Milwaukee Bucks take off. You know why I learned tonight? Well. George Hill's on that team. Mm-hmm. George Hill owns a Pat McAfee jersey. So everything I just said in the last 15 seconds, let's reverse it. I hope what Gorman said was right. I hope the Milwaukee Bucks go on to surprise the Golden State Warriors with or without Kevin Durant. Whether or not he's going to the New York Knicks or not, I hope the Milwaukee Bucks can make it happen. I don't see it, though. That was a Fox Sports take saying they're going to beat the Golden State Warriors. But I'm on board with the Bucks. Let's go, Deers. Let's make it happen. Heartland Radio 2.0 tomorrow. Friday bangers from old Frankie Moraldo, who got sick today from eating uh, turkey burgers. Mm-hmm. Trying to get healthy, the poor guy. <laughs> Everybody's fat shaming him. He got uh, uh, he started eating healthy, and now he's sick. He's puking. Mm-hmm. But his bangers will reign supreme, and we'll go into the weekend in fantastic fashion. I can't thank you all enough for listening to this show. Tell Frank Caliendo he was awesome. Cheers.